Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. And we have, if you guys are on our Facebook or Twitter, you will know we are joined now and forever. <laughs> That's the rule. You can never. <laughs> by, uh, by a new voice. <laughs> exactly. By a That's new voice. <laughs> it's very ominous. We, we get all our co-hosts to sign a contract in blood, whether they remember doing that or not. Uh, we have a new co-host. It's Will! Yay! Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, yeah, Matt and Mel um, obviously didn't join us for our coverage of The Punisher. Um, I think it is, as we said then, I think they were destroyed. <laughs> I think podcasting was destroyed for them after watching and covering all of uh, Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> They've kind of gone away from podcasting, haven't they, Tammy? Um, yeah, I, think I mean... They've had yeah. to hibernate because it, it kind of destroyed destroyed them covering that. So uh, yeah, so that TV was almost destroyed by that show. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it was it was painful. Yeah, so uh, our old pal Will, who both Tammy and I have recorded with before, um, many many times, mainly on Timothy Oliphant movie commentaries, uh, has <laughs> has joined us. And I know, um, as I was discussing uh, before, I think we started recording, a lot of people seem to be very happy about this on Facebook and Twitter. Very happy that your sultry voice will be joining us, Will. Do you have anything oh. to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Happy to lend my sultry voice to this podcast. <laughs> awesome. The dulcet tones of Will. Let me say that in the sexiest yeah. way I can. <laughs> imagine imagine it, you're whispering it in Luke Cage's ear, Will. Luke. <laughs> no, that, that was just Luke, you, that was I creepy. And we are joined by two uh, very special guests this week. Who um, I'm really have, like. Thank you guys so much for joining us on such short notice because we had to move the schedule around. We are joined by Elizabeth. Yay. And we are joined by John. Hi. Hi, guys. Yeah, thank you for sort of uh, switching your episodes at short notice um, and joining us for this uh, episode one. Uh, I should ask you guys, how many episodes of the of Jessica Jones have you seen so far? Uh, of this season, I should say. Uh, just just the one. Because uh, oh. I, I didn't want to, like, because I, I started watching it uh, at around 10 and I was, mm -hmm. and I, at first I was going to like, just like see how far I could go before I needed to like go to bed. Uh, and then I thought, no, I'm going to be doing this tomorrow. And I didn't want to jump ahead and get things mixed up in my head of like, I didn't want to accidentally talk about something that hadn't happened yet, mm. you know, past this episode. So I was like, I'll just leave it at the, at the first episode of the season, even though I wanted to keep going. It's good as well because you don't being on the first episode, you don't exactly have long to wait to watch the rest. <laughs> you know, you could get them all watched. <laughs> I've got nothing else now going I know on today, so uh, yeah. As soon as I'm done with this, I could probably just pick it back up and. Nice. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, what about you? Theaters, but <laughs> yeah, true. On this one, I, I managed to resist. After one episode, um, I watched the first episode twice, once by myself and once with my husband, and uh, and I managed to stop right there. Nice. But I, all the I, other ones, by now I would have already watched the whole thing, so this strong <laughs> willpower here. I watched uh, the whole 13 episodes again on Thursday uh, <laughs> with uh, 
uh, doing Skype uh, commentary back and forth with uh, our regular listener, Rebecca. So that was fun, um, messaging back and forth about it. And I finished quite late. Um, I could not remember where this episode finished. I, I was certain this episode finished like probably about at the midpoint of the next episode. So when I rewatched oh, wow. this one today and it suddenly finished, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that's where it ends. I was I was sure some stuff coming up that happens happened in this episode. But uh, yeah, good thing you checked. Um, <laughs> yeah, <really>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, you know, uh, I, it was maybe a good experience, maybe a bad experience. I don't want to give you any opinion spoilers. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you And uh, uh, Yeah, every minute. Uh, and Will, obviously, you have now got to get into uh, the, the torture that Tammy has, which is watching this uh, one or two episodes a week. Yeah. How are you coping know. so far, Will? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it, it's all right, though. I could... Yeah, I could just go ahead and watch and not tell anybody, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can wait. I can be patient because I think I said um, before, well, that lost episode we did that um, uh, I usually watch the first few episodes. Then I take a break and I usually finish a season around the same time you guys are finishing your season. Mm-hmm. So that would be too much different. OK, and we're we're having to like. I mean, we decided to compress the seasons a bit anyway, starting with The Punisher. So we were doing two episodes a week. Um, obviously, to, to make it easier, so we had a bit of a break between shows, and we're having to do that anyway, because now it looks like there's going to be three seasons released a year, as opposed to the two or one that we got before. So we need to compress them. So you're actually getting two episodes a week instead of one. So it's going to be a shorter time. You know, you won't be waiting 13 weeks to watch the whole season, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a little bit of news, um, only a little tiny bit. Uh, one I put up on the uh, Facebook page and the Twitter today, which is that some some photos of the filming of Iron Fist Season 2 have uh, appeared, which are showing Alice Eve filming uh, Iron Fist Season 2. No real spoilers. She's just kind of running around with uh, Danny Rand by the looks. Um, but I'm very glad that uh, apparently Alice Eve will have brown hair in the show because it means I will be able to tell the difference between her and Rachel Taylor, who plays Trish, because <laughs> I cannot tell the difference between these two actresses. I was convinced for the longest time it was it was Rachel Taylor in Black Mirror and apparently it was Alice Eve. So thank you, Marvel, for doing that to help me tell the difference between them, because otherwise I would have been convinced it was some kind of a crossover between shows. Um, also in the photo, she's wearing a hoodie. So maybe she's a goodie, maybe she's a baddie. But we know that everyone wears hoodies in these shows. It's kind of the unofficial uniform. Uh, yeah, oh, really comfortable. I've got I've got a hoodie on right now, although I don't have the hood up. Um, I've got my uh, my would be Luke Cage hoodie on, which is actually a Hufflepuff hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> but it has an inside yellow hood, so I like to imagine it's my Luke Cage hoodie. Um, speaking of Luke Cage. We got the trailer for season two of Luke Cage, the first trailer. Uh, did you guys happen to see it? Yes. No. What did you watched. think? Well, uh, if, are, are you referring to the to the announcement teaser where it's just where it's just pretty much just Luke Cage like yelling into a camera like promoting himself? Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay, then yeah, <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> there was some cool lines in it, um, and it seemed like some new footage as well. Uh, 
yeah, but we don't really get much from it because it's like a kind of teaser trailer. But it's been announced that it's going to be released uh, on the 22nd of June, which is very exciting. Um, and very and soon, I, I think really. <laughs> very soon. Um, yeah, really soon. Uh, I think I'm honestly like just as excited. I'm excited about the show coming back because it's Luke Cage, but I think I'm just as excited about the music in that show. Yeah. Because the music in season one was so good. Yep. So good. And uh, in line with that, uh, Tammy, got some news for you. Oh, God. What? I thought I'd... Uh, because, Tammy, <laughs> I, you came on I board. Make, during... I make, I, I'm so nervous. You make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, you came on board uh, Defenders podcast during our coverage of Luke Cage. Yeah. And you bought all the music facts. <laughs> yeah, not purposely, but it just so happened. Yes. <laughs> so, so I think um, for Luke Cage season two, we should introduce a new segment uh-huh. uh, called called uh, Tam Jams, and it's where <laughs> you tell us all about all the music of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the segment I was already doing, we're just making yeah. it official now. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's official now, and it's called Tam Jams. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> The, 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 just the name alone justifies its own existence. Yeah, exactly. I may have thought of that at about three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep and cackled to myself and then Makes sense. fell asleep. I'm going to be hungry so for toast with jelly after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there we go. Anyway, so this week um, we are just covering the first episode of season two of Jessica Jones. Um we have kind of spread the episodes out a little bit more than we did for Punisher, just so we could get as many guests on as as, um, as possible. So we will be covering episode one and episode two separately. And then every week after that, we will cover two episodes. So episode three and four, five and six, seven and eight, nine and ten, eleven and twelve, and then uh, a week for the finale. Um so, yeah, this week, just the one episode, which is episode one, a.k.a. start at the beginning and this was written by showrunner Melissa Rosenberg and directed by Anna Forster. And we should mention all the episodes this season directed by women, which is awesome. Cool. Although we miss Stephen Sergic. <laughs> Lucky charm, Stephen Sergic. He's directing other stuff. He's fine. Yeah. 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 He's not like hurting for directing position. No, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and the synopsis of this episode is while Jessica deals with a rival PI and a would uh, a would be client, Trish digs up a medical file that could unlock the mystery of Jessica's powers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do is uh, our, our new format, which is go through a character at a time, the episode. And I split it into four um, pretty much because they're the four main characters from last season. We don't really know how long any of these new characters will be around for. So let's start off with Jessica. Um, first of all, guys, how was how nice was it to get these opening credits again? I forgot how pretty they were. Yeah, right. yeah Netflix gave me the option. Do you want to skip the intro? I'm like, no. Yeah. What are you, crazy? Oh, so good. <laughs> I will later, though. So nice. Yes, yeah. I, I did for the... Um, I mean, we I think we watched the credits for the first episode, and then because we were binging it, on the day, it, every episode after that, it just skips it. Yeah, I might, um, I might do that, J- just to sort of keep the flow going. Yeah, and just, that's like, my And plan. just stream right through from one episode to the next. Yeah, yeah. But they, I, I mean, did. these credits, they're so pretty. And I, I like watching the, I think it's good to watch the credits for this first episode, because we get that awesome shot 
right at the end of the credits of the close-up of her eye. Yeah. And that is the closing shot of this episode as well, which was really cool. Yeah, which I thought was neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, really cool liked, little um, little choice. So this, uh, you know, the whole show was released on International Women's Day, and the mm-hmm. color of this year was purple. So it was just all, like, it all came together for me. I was like, this is so awesome. I made sure, like, I had to watch it, like, that day, that and the first episode. I was, like, looking <laughs> forward to it all day, so. Yeah. I didn't know that the color of this year was purple. Why is it purple? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they just pick a different color. I, yeah, I th- actually think they do. They pick a different color every year to, like, just oh, represent. Nice. So, like, at work and stuff, we all, in our office, all the women uh, wore purple and big purple party. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Gogo Bordello would be happy because they wrote the song Start Wearing Purple and now everyone is. So. <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> yeah, that's well, an awesome mean, as, song. As we, as we learned from Buffy, uh, purple is apparently the color of regalness and royalty. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's why they did it. But yeah. uh, I don't it, like it. The color purple being connected to Jessica Jones, but also trying to tie it to International Women's Day makes me a little uncomfortable because purple represents um Kilgrave. Yeah, Kilgrave. And that's like, oh, that's But it was it was the color they used in the first season as well. It's not like... Oh no. Yeah, it's it is her color. It's, yeah, it's the her color, color for her show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah. I mean they've they they've more sort of uh uh you know, adopted it officially as you know, Jessica's color, the color that represents the show, whereas, you know, Luke Cage has yellow and yes, Daredevil has red and Iron Fist has green. So, yeah. And the like Punisher it's, has. It's her way of taking the color back. <laughs> yeah. That's there a cool go. way of. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, royalty, by the way, just to update our listeners, I still have not seen Black Panther and I'm really sorry. I, I feel very ashamed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're also I was on vacation when it came out, so we just. Yeah, I, I will see it at some point. I, there was a possibility I might have seen it uh, the night before last, but we uh, the, it was a really late showing, and I had work the next day, so I couldn't. Um, but I will see it at some point. I promise. Well, I don't. I'm not going to see it. So like, <laughs> <laughs> my mum wants to go and see it as well, so I might take her. Yeah. She was like, "Oh, it sounds cool." I was like, "Oh, I don't know. take you, you should. To it then. You should take her." No, I've, I've not. Yeah. I've not seen. I don't. I can't keep up with any of that stuff just because, like, I live below the poverty line. So, yeah. mm-hmm. like, just the other day, I like saw Thor Ragnarok, and that was because it was like I rented it for like four nice. bucks you know so it was like yeah. okay I, like this i can do so yeah maybe like a few months down the line when black panther hits you know itunes i can i can probably do that you rent it then yeah it's uh, uh yeah i mean i'm i'm excited to see it. i know pretty much everything that happens in it from you know speaking to people and i've got the soundtrack which is gorgeous ah. um you know i just uh, haven't seen the actual film so Right. Soon, soon I will. Get out of clear. I drove I know. through a snowstorm to go see that movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a customer that comes into my work every Saturday. Um, uh, he's a, a regular of ours. It's this lovely, sweet guy called Al who has uh, autism, and he's very rooted in his routine. It took him a year to talk to me, uh, to say hello to me or make eye contact. And he, every Saturday he goes and sees a movie with his carer, and then he comes into our store and buys um, clay because he makes models. And every week we talk about movies 
And um, he was already telling me off because I hadn't seen Star Wars the week of release, The Last Jedi. And he came in yesterday and I said, I'm sorry, Al, I've not seen Black Panther yet. And he just looked at me and just like shook his head in disgust. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really sorry. I can't even respond. To <laughs> he, just... he was like, I've seen it three times. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I promised him I will see it by next Saturday. I have to. <laughs> Um, so we start off the episode with uh, Jessica doing what she does best, taking photos of people cheating. This guy, Rafi, who's meeting with his lover um, and uh, takes the photos back to Maeve at the pizza parlor, who's heartbroken. And we get the voiceover as well from Jessica. Obviously. She's heartbroken and angry in the same moment and like wants him dead. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a turn. I know. Yeah, it's and then she was sudden. Like Jessica as though Jessica it was Jessica was in the wrong for saying no to not kill yeah. him. Like what is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> She's like, this is what you do. I'll, I'll give you triple the money. I mean, now that you've killed this Kilgrave, I mean, I guess you just go on a killing spree all the time. No. Yeah. So yeah. So we're starting to see what the things like Jessica is dealing with. You know. Mm-hmm. In the um, yeah, and it's it's kind of crazy. Like people just expect her to kill people, or right. you know, or they don't know what to make of her. I guess you know, it's, mm-hmm. she's this vigilante hero, but they don't really consider her a hero necessarily. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they they touch on it later with you know with Jerry about women being forced into a certain box. You know, mm-hmm. that it's just it's just easier for people to put. A, a label on someone rather than see oh, yeah. them as a, like a whole person. And so Jessica's going through that. And she's also, you know, dealing with PTSD from having killed, you know, Kilgrave. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and battling with the inner turmoil of like, like, does this make me a killer? Like, like, is it because she talks to Trish about how like it was, it was easy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And when the, when the woman, mentions to her about like oh i'll pay you triple you know the money like she does kind of think about it for a second you know yeah it's like it would be easy for me to just kill this guy there's no one else around and you know and i do kind of need the money but it's like she realizes like no like this woman is what she's asking of me is just like a thousand shades of wrong yeah um you know so i, I love i like my favorite line from her uh in this episode when she's talking to that woman, you know, because she's like, she's like, you know, it's like you're a, you're a hero or whatever, and she's like, she's like a hero would be would uh, have you arrested for mm-hmm. uh, for soliciting mur- for soliciting yeah. murder. A vigilante would beat the shit out of you. Which one do you think I am? Yeah, you know? yeah, I love that line. <laughs> yeah, the writing is so good. I think in this episode, like because you can tell it's Melissa Rosenberg, it's her. Yeah, it's her baby. You know? Oh, for sure. And it, because I, I like what I like about that is that it, it it has a sort of double meaning. She's not just asking this other woman about herself. Like she's she's these are things that she's thinking about about herself. She's like, oh, am yeah. I am I a hero or am I a killer? You know. Mm-hmm. And where do you draw that line? This uh, this scene as well as the first uh, mention of um, where someone uses the words vigilante superhero. And that kind of comes back a few times in the episode. And it's, um, you know, even when there's a little kid saying it to her later um, and it sort of gets really under her under her skin. Um, well, the weird thing for me is why does 
the phrase vigilante hero equal murderer for hire. It just, that that seemed like a weird jump to me. Because usually mm-hmm. the vigilante heroes, yeah, okay, they beat people up, but they're generally not killing people. They're usually beating people up to bring them to justice and not just randomly killing people that just piss you off. Well, I mean, that that's, yeah. a sort of, that's a sort of broader discussion about, you know, the way in which we, we as a society, I mean, especially in America, um, we, the way we sort of rationalize and justify um, murder um, for, for a particular purpose or for a oh, quote-unquote greater good, you know. So for a lot of people, a lot of people confuse um, – uh, justice with revenge, and they're mm-hmm. they're 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 not the same thing. So it's the same thing here. It's like, you know, like like that woman is able to jump from hero and to vigilante to like asking Jessica to murder someone because it's she doesn't draw that distinction. It is the same thing for her because this for her is is what she thinks of as as justice as opposed yeah. to mm-hmm. revenge. You know, it's like yeah. oh. Because she, she even says, says to Jessica, yeah. she says, like, oh, he deserves it. And it's like, no, he really doesn't. Like, yeah, it's it's crappy what he did to you, but you just break up. Like, you're done. Like, you don't, there's there's no death involved here. <laughs> you don't hire yeah. an assassin because he, he he basically was screwing behind your back. You dump him and go find somebody else. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, really, Raffi is better at, oh, out of this relationship if this is how, well, you know, how even, quick she is to that, kill people. He even says that to her, and she, and she like, it. that's when it clicks for her. You yeah. know that like what she did was was messed up because he says like I I like I knew you were messed up but like this is you know this is too far and he leaves you know because he yeah. gets it's like he recognizes it's like okay yeah I cheated on you but like this is a whole other level of like you know it's like you want to talk about moral red lines here like that's mm-hmm. you like you're, you you want to kill me because I cheated on you I mean that's that's oh, that's you- that's too much. I guess as well, we also have to think about the the public of what they know about Jessica killing Kilgrave, because obviously all they know is that she killed this guy who might have had, um, you know, the way they were playing at the end of the last season was he might he was a guy who had who was good at influencing people, but not necessarily he could control people, you know, yeah. through any yeah. um, you know any sort of weird powers. And she snapped his neck. She killed this guy. Um, whereas they're probably thinking, well, you know, there might be a, a thought of, well, she could have arrested him and everything instead, or he could have been done this, but she she killed him, so she's willing to do that. Obviously, as an audience, we know that she couldn't. There's no way you can stop Kilgrave apart from killing him. That's yeah. the only way she could do it. Um, we as and the that audience was close, have that, have that know, context. Um, exactly. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And and th- this comes up later with her interactions with uh, what's his name Chase. Um, with Ch- oh Chang. Oh yeah. Chang. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I got Chase from. Um, he looks where... like a Chase. <laughs> he could be a Chase. Yeah. Um, Chase Chang. That should have been his real name. Chase Chang. Chase Chang. <laughs> Instead of Price. God, yeah. what have I done? Um, <laughs> but it, it comes up later where he, where he doesn't have that context and he just thinks like like oh yeah like and he even sort of victim blames her oh, yeah. like like yeah. oh yeah like 
like you found some sap, you know, some British sap and, and, and you, you ended up killing him. And then like, he doesn't have the context of like everything that he put her through. Whereas like, mm-hmm. if he had, he might have been on her side. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. No, he wouldn't have been on her side anyway. <laughs> I, I, I think you can, I think you can be two things. I think you can be, you know, like a selfish jerk, but also like understand like why Jessica did what she did if you had you know all of the facts in front of you. you I know, think well, that's what Jerry where's, thinks. Where some people you know some people it, do, it doesn't matter like mm-hmm. they're, they're they're very set in their ways. It's like no I I have I have dubbed you as this one thing and it doesn't matter what you tell me to the contrary. Uh, I'm like this this I'm I'm sort of plan, you know planting my feet. Yeah, I mean Jerry understands why Jessica did what she did. That doesn't make Jerry a good person. No, no, she was exactly. still wanting to uh, to go and bring her to court because this guy was giving her the option to. So, mm-hmm. exactly. So, uh, I know Tammy, you're all about the fashion facts. <laughs> yes. I thought I'd mention that I like the fact that in this scene, Jessica's wearing plaid. There's a new look for her. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I didn't even pick up this on that. What, this, well, this is what happens when uh, you do a fashion <laughs> podcast with Terry. You notice these things. <laughs> yeah, there's some things I have to say about Trisha's outfits later on. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got some things to say as well about um, some of Trisha's stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sparkles? When Je- mm, yeah, uh, we'll get to those in a sec. When Jessica takes the pizza at the end of this scene, I think both Rebecca and I were hoping she was going to head over to Luke's with the pizza. <laughs> Because it's a known fact in the comics, Luke loves his pizza, and we were like, please, please just turn up at his and be like, hey, I brought your pizza. Go go away, Claire. Yeah, Claire <laughs> yeah <Temple."> probably. <laughs> well, I was kind of glad she took the pizza, but I was annoyed that, that you know that's the only pay she's going to get, is yeah. the pizza. Yeah, she never did yeah. get her money. Yeah, she didn't like, get the check, sucks. even like the blank check that um, she's yeah. going to take. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of, um, oh no, because we're going to do Trish later. Yep. Um, but uh, the next time we see Jessica, she's eating the pizza on the rooftop, and she's watching the movie, and she's gone there to uh, to hide out. I've got some facts about this movie later as well. And this is when uh, she's sort of chatting to Trish, and we get some insight into how Jessica's been since season one. She's been taking on a lot of clients who are, you know, as she says, assholes, and Trish thinks it's because Jessica doesn't have to care about those. Uh, those people and uh, having lots of lots of drink drinking and lots of meaningless sex yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> they kind of hinted at daredevil being dead in that point too but yeah that yeah. one point she says heroes die yeah they didn't specifically underline who it was she was talking about but anyone that had seen defenders would know we know <laughs> yeah wait daredevil's dead oh no or she thinks daredevil's dead <laughs> yeah she seems more sad about it than Karen Page does in The Punisher. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, Karen Page has Frank, so. She's got Frank. Yeah, she's got her pit bull. It's a brother uh, relationship. I'm going down with the ship on that one. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, this is when we find out as well that Jessica is missing 20 days from when she was in hospital. Mm-hmm. So... What do you think about this story? Because we, we don't really find anything concrete about it in this episode. But, I mean, we can we can skip ahead as well to the end of the episode where she 
seems to be getting these flashbacks of being in in a hospital that seems to be IGH. Yeah, strapped to a gurney and being that, yeah, those are all scary things. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of weird because it, it, it implicates that something happened to her after the accident that gave her powers. Yeah. Whereas before we were kind of assuming that it was something in the accident that gave her powers, much like it was with Matt, Matt Murdock. Yeah. The, the stuff that went into his eyes is what gave him powers, but this seems to suggest that something was done to her to give her powers. I was thinking that it was maybe she was testing what the gas did to her, rather than... Cause, so I'm still thinking that it was the gas itself in the accident that caused her to get the powers. It's just they mm-hmm. spent all that time to kind of like test what did it actually do. Can we... Oh, okay. Ah. Okay. That, yeah, that would make sense as well. Um, so Jessica gets woken up the next morning by Malcolm and given an energy drink and gets her clients for the day. Yeah. My husband, energy drinks, actually. <laughs> she had to like, like four or like, five. Yeah. When I was watching it the second time with my husband, he was just like, they don't make Red Bull that big. <laughs> I thought it was a beer, actually. I thought it was one of those gigantic beers. Yeah. And it wasn't until he pointed out that it was a Red Bull. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, at first... I thought when it was when like one of those on table, monster I, drinks. I, well, yeah. I, thought, I thought he was like, it was like a hair of the dog thing, where it's like, yeah. oh, because she's all like, yeah. over so he's just like, here, drink this beer or whatever. <laughs> but like, nope, just a bunch of Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. Like six of them by the time they were done. Yeah. In like really giant pants. Bouncing all over the place. Yeah, yeah huge. But it's kind of so, great because as she's talking to these cl- like potential clients, she's got all these yeah. Red Bulls sitting in front of her, and then she's got like open alcohol containers behind her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not hiding it. No. Um. So we get a woman who's looking for her son who's been adopted, but she doesn't know who to. Is that the a... one that's stolen later? Is it, it the one who who what the the one that Price Jang's group stole later? They didn't really they weren't uh, on that. Uh, I don't know. Her name was Mrs. Oh, I can't remember her name. It might be. I didn't I didn't pick up on that 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 was the one who got stolen. Yeah, I don't but know. It could be. Yeah. Thing. All right, keep going. Yeah, because it sounds like she actually has a case, whereas lizards in government woman, I yeah. don't know. V. <laughs> and basically, it was the plot yeah. of V. <laughs> Yeah, and she said they've already got Jay-Z, so Jay-Z is officially a lizard person in the Marvel Universe. So, there's that. <laughs> so, what does that make, um... Beyonce? Yeah, what does, yeah, what does that make, uh, I can't remember her name now, uh, Blue Ivy? Oh, a, a baby <laughs> lizard person? I don't know. A lizard person. <laughs> I, I felt a, it would have been, been funnier and made more sense if they had said Kanye. Yeah, Kanye would have been funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because Kanye is is good to be the butt of all jokes because mm-hmm. he's Kanye. You know, yeah. I uh, thought it was, I yeah. was I was like Jay Z. Really? What? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Maybe uh, Melissa Rosenberg's like a Jay Z fan or something. Maybe he'd be more sympathetic to be. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> care about. yeah, you hear Jay Z's a lizard person. You're like, oh no, the lizard people got Jay Z. No, I love him. Whereas it's kind of uh, get... like, eh, who cares? Yeah, you're like, of course, that makes sense. Like, uh, I think she has a case. <laughs> we get this whis- uh, whistleblower, I think, guy, and then we get our friend, the wizard. The wizard. 
Oh, Tammy, boy. what were your thoughts on the wizard? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, first of all, that name, the wizard, was just disturbing. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious that he's a fear-based hero. <laughs> 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 um, but like I was talking, you know, to Dan and Josie while I was watching it, and I'm like, I'm hoping we get to see him in action, and we did. That was. <laughs> <laughs> first time you actually see someone doing something superhero-y. I mean, yeah, she's been yeah. every once in a while. She jumps out a window every once in a while. But that was like the first time it was like legit superpowers being shown on one of these episodes. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. like this, yeah. this was one that like required like a legit special effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird it being in like this show or one of these shows because if you saw something like that in. Agents of Shield or any yeah, of the or heroes um, or something, heroes like or anything. Like, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course. But in these shows, it's like, what? What? <laughs> superpowers? I, I, I was kind of glad that that you know it, it it was sort of localized to this episode, and there wasn't like a mm-hmm. whole lot of it because it did feel tonally out of place for me. Mm-hmm. Just the, just I told the, you, I, he comes back next next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was his revenge. It, it just seemed funny to me, though, that this I considered actually superpowers as opposed to, like, Luke Cage being in an explosion and surviving yeah. and Jessica holding up an entire elevator full of people <laughs> instead of, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but this one, like, oh, special effects. He's got right. <laughs> It was hilarious watching him use powers, though. When he ran, I I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, he kind of scuttled it, more than ran. Actually. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like it's not it's not like a it's not like a like the Flash or or you know Quicksilver no. or anything like that. Like they they do it as like like yeah he, he has this ability, but it's not like leaps and bounds beyond like what a person can do. It's like it's like oh he he's a little fast. He's not like it's not it's not it's not like you know Jessica chasing after him and he's just gone like yeah like like no if he if he got stopped by a few things like she could theoretically catch up to him eventually yeah he got stopped by those people in the in the street and mm-hmm. you know he had to kind of run the other way and right. yeah it's yeah, great first came on I was just saying when he first showed up I thought he was um full of it I didn't think I thought he was just making it all up but then the time he comes up behind her, like, oh shit, he actually does have super. <laughs> I, I had the same thing. Like, they totally got me. It was, I was like, you know, I was, I, I was, I was deceived by just like everything they were throwing at me with his appearance and his demeanor and behavior and everything. I was like, no way. And then, sure enough, it's like, oh, well, they got me. See, I think I, I uh, Rebecca and I knew it was he was probably going to be something or probably going to have powers. Because the wizard is a character from comics, which we'll get to. And I'm pretty sure we'd mentioned him on the podcast before. I think maybe Matt brought him up. Um, So, yeah, so it was kind of, we were sort of laughing because it's the wizard. It's kind of ridiculous and amazing. Um, But, yeah, I wasn't sort of surprised when he he turned up. I didn't know if it would be in this episode. Um, but I thought maybe he'd show up again a bit later, particularly when we get um, when she closes the door on him and the camera like pauses on him for a, a few moments as he's sort of looking around that if she just closed the door on him and we'd cut back to her and it was like a comedy beat. I think you could have thought, oh, yeah, it was just a, a funny thing. But the fact that we focus on him is like, oh, OK, there's something more to this guy. 
uh, but I love the wizard. Yeah, I just <laughs> read his origin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, his origin is insane. I've got it in the Easter eggs, and it's okay. I look forward to hearing it. Oh, I don't remember him. Insane. Um, so then we get a visit from Price Cheng, sexy tattooed man. And this is when I was like, thank you for the new eye candy, Jessica Jones. Because <laughs> this guy's tattoos and arms are really nice. Why does he have to be what? Why does he have to be a jerk? <laughs> yeah. Can't you have eye candy but, and be a good guy at the same time? Apparently not. Mm, uh, Luke Cage. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Matt Murdock. He's pretty. Matt Murdock, yeah. Uh, I mean, Jessica Jones. Um, yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. Cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like this guy. He's, you know, he's he's so confident in himself, um, which Jessica calls him out on, which is hilarious. Uh, but he has just decided he wants to absorb Alias and he wants a powered person on his staff. And obviously, we find out later this is all to do with Jerry. Um, yeah, but when he calls her a vigilante superhero, that's when she tries to knock him out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then we get introduced to another new character. Jessica is leaving, and downstairs someone's moving in. And for some reason, they've decided to put their fridge freezer at the bottom of the stairs, which is presumably a fire exit. I was very annoyed as, uh, you know, as doing health and safety stuff at my work. I was very annoyed by this. Well, especially like, when, uh, when he uh, reveals what? himself to be the new super. And it's like, I know. you're yeah. off to a terrible and start, he, sir. And he reveals that he's he can't even move this fridge freezer out of the way. So why why did you all put it there in the first place? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but we meet Oscar, the new super, and his son, whose name I think is Vito. You can tell they're going to be important later. I mean, there was just kind of like a, a little glow around him of, wait, watch this space. <laughs> hey, I'll see you next week, yeah. watchers. <laughs> uh, he also has nice tattooed arms, so, you know, I like that. Yeah. I am uh, he concerned does... okay. uh, the introduction of a, of a small child in this in this cast of characters. I don't yeah. know. And I don't want there to. I don't want them to pull like a cousin Oliver, like oh he's this precocious little kid, and you know, and and it's like that's like that's not gonna. Even though, like I imagine the the writers probably thought like oh it'll be hilarious because putting him around someone as cynical as Jessica, you know. But I was <laughs> like I really don't want to sit through that. <laughs> but he well he doesn't get measured for a, a costume for her sidekick until episode four, so it's all good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And then um, he gets a little cape. I thought what was what was weird was uh, when Chang went out a different door when Jessica went down the stairs. Where did he go? Where did he come from? I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> he didn't, you know, she stopped by the refrigerator. He's not because he comes out of some random door. And I, I thought don't know. for a I didn't moment, I think about like, that. <laughs> I was like, did she take the elevator and he took the stairs? But no, we see her coming down the stairs. And I'm just. Maybe he took the elevator. But. Why did the elevator lead out an, an actual door and not an elevator door? <laughs> I don't know. This is really maybe, weird. Maybe, maybe he went he went downstairs and then he just kind of did a, a, a handspring over the fridge freezer at the bottom of the stairs. That's what I was expecting her to do. Yeah, except yeah. that we see him come out of a door, so I don't know. I I don't know. I just I just Tommy, you have I a good just eye. figured I just figured that like. That he he managed to uh, get out of there 
just as they were putting the fridge down in that spot. And then, what, go in a door and then come out? Like, I still, I don't know where he's coming from either way. Yeah, well. I'm in the door, I'm out the door. I was thinking the same thing John did, but, um, to be fair, a lot of times the elevators and the stairs don't end up in the same place, so, in theory, they're a lobby. Oh, alright. Yeah, because I actually thought, I was like, I, there just wasn't enough time, but I did think like, oh, he got down before the fridge was there. But then seeing him come out of the dorm, I actually thought like, oh, does he know someone else in this building? Is there like, like, did he go see someone real quick to say, oh, this didn't work or whatever? Is what I mm. initially thought because I was like, otherwise, why is he coming out of this person's door? <laughs> He's just knocking on every door and saying, I want to absorb your business, and they're like, but. but. <laughs> What? I, I deliver pizzas. I don't care. Really terrible business, man. <laughs> I, am pr- I am Price Chang. I'm awesome. Expanding Price Chang out. Now that, I, now that I know his name is Chang and not Chase, I'm just going to be thinking of Senior Chang from Community. <laughs> <laughs> his name's uh, uh, Chase Chang. <laughs> it's his new name. All right. <laughs> um. When uh, when Jessica picks up this fridge freezer and moves it, uh, first of all, uh, Vito asks her if she's a vigilante superhero again, yep. and but Oscar doesn't look very happy. Nope. Mm. Well, that equals trouble. <laughs> and if he's in charge of making sure people are safe in the building, then he's going to have a lot of work to do. That's true. Mm. But yes, it was definitely a um, something's going to happen with him later vibe going on there. Yes, yes, he, something happened to him, apparently, and he hates super He's like, uh, he's like he's Eddie Valiant out of uh, Roger Rabbit. He's like, a super-powered person killed my brother, dropped a <laughs> piano on his head. <laughs> or maybe That's why he hates tunes. And he's hiding maybe. it. <gasps> maybe. A lot yeah, of talk about super-powered people in this episode. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're becoming more well known, maybe. But they did have Avengers, I guess. But and Trish has been talking yeah. them up. Yeah, she's talking them up on uh, on uh, Trish talk. Uh, next, we see Jessica. She's spying on uh, on um, Cheng via oh. her her uh, <laughs> her binoculars. I actually rewound it and paused it to see because they just flashed his his perspective. And I missed where she was the first time, so I had to actually rewind it and pause it. I'm like, oh, there she is. She's really tiny up in that, <laughs> that low. <laughs> He's probably just thinking, what the hell? Yeah, she's like hiding up the building like a little Spider-Man. I did like his, his reaction to it, though, where he was just like nodding to her. Hello, I know you're there. <laughs> yeah, that was like great. the only thing about him that I liked in the whole episode. Yeah, and I like that she yeah. flipped him off, even though there's no possible way he would see her doing that. <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> yeah. that was for her, you know? <laughs> um, Jessica returns to the office, and this is when Trish gives her this box, and we find out it contains the ashes of her family. <sighs> so terrible. From 17 years ago. Yeah. Seven, 17 years ago. It's so... I don't know what it is. It's so sad just seeing that cardboard box and all that remains of her family is just this three little cardboard boxes full of ashes, you know, it's just such a sad sight. I can, I can relate to that. My, uh, the ashes of my parents are in boxes that are just a few feet away from me. 
I felt really bad for Jessica in this scene because she's basically saying to Trish that Trish just wants ratings. And Trish is like, yeah, of course I do. Anything um, people. Yeah. But um, Jessica sort of says that she's been, you know, for years, she's been trying to to sort of get get this out of her head. She's been trying to forget about being in the car and then waking up uh, with her family all gone. And her voice breaks. And we actually see her kind of break down a few times in this episode, which oh, yeah. we're not used to see or we haven't seen for a long time because we didn't really see in defenders you know yeah um we see her being quite vulnerable in this episode uh, which is is nice to see and then the next scene is just really heartbreaking where she takes the ashes the boxes of ashes sorry out of the big box and toasts them and toast to not missing them someday. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So that, that almost made me cry. That did not make yeah. me cry. Oh, yeah. Tammy, you, you said that you uh, cried in this episode. Yeah. Now, was it, it was it in an emotional me. moment? Or what, was it in an emotional moment? Or was it when you saw Trish's sparkly dress? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was more emotional than, than the sparkly dress. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That just made my eyes hurt. It's just uh, a little painful. Just like, ah! But yeah, when she said uh, that to not missing them someday, that, like, yeah. it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll get through this yeah. moment, and then I went on. And yeah, I, again, I, I, felt, I, felt, I felt bad for Jessica because I was like, oh, you're going about this the wrong way. Because, yes. like, that's not, yeah. that, like, that's, that's like a terrible thing to, to, to want. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not how you, that's not how that works. You know, yeah, you don't, yeah. it's, it's, it's not about like, like, oh, one day, like, I'm just, I'm not going to miss them anymore and I'll be fine. Like, no, mm-hmm. the, the point is to like, cause you know, you're not supposed to ever stop missing them. The point is just like, like be able to deal with the fact that they're gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like just live with it, you know? Yeah. 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 Part of your, who you are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, spoilers again for real life, um, because we, uh, I, I know Tammy will know, um, because we lost my nan, um, uh, just under a month ago, um, which has been really hard, particularly on my, my mum. Um, yeah, this did make me cry. <laughs> I don't think I told Rebecca, but I was kind of having a cry at my desk watching this bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's still, you know, pretty raw and stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought this was so beautifully played by Kristen Ritter. Like, and I think this was the scene where it made me go, oh, I've really missed her, you know? Yeah. I've missed her so much in, in her own show. Um, so she wakes up at her desk where we see she's drunk her entire bottle of whiskey. Um, and didn't even make and, it bed. She was just in her chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get that really cool shot, which is there's like rainbow light across mm-hmm. her face. I thought that was really cool. Um and uh, she's told by Malcolm that Mrs. Belenka called to cancel. So that might be that, that client. I have no idea, Elizabeth. I didn't pick up on that. Um, it, it, and then it the is. messenger. They, it they, is? Yeah, because they... Oh, they did they say her name? I Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I wasn't sure since when they first were talking to her, they made it sound like it would be a free 
service. But then this time he's talking about someone got stolen who actually could pay the bills. So that's why I was not 100% sure, but it seemed like she was the only legit client that they potentially mm-hmm. had for Sid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, and we get this big load of papers that Jessica gets from uh, uh, our friend uh, Cheng, which is his entire life story. And just to say that he has nothing to hide. Which I thought was pretty uh, badass of him to do. It is. It's pretty. I mean, he's so he's so confident. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Come at me, you know. I've got I've got nothing to hide. But, Everyone but has secrets, though, guys. Don't come at me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's all—it's also a trick that some people do, where yes, like that's what like, I was thinking. It's like, like, oh, I'm I'm gonna give you all of my information because I have nothing to hide. No, this is all the information that you're giving me, not all the information mm-hmm. I found on my yeah. own mm-hmm. that you want to yeah. see. Or that right. It was it was like it was like it was like Trump with his with his two pages of tax returns. You know, yeah. so you know, it's like somebody sent that to Rachel Maddow. It's like it's like yeah, like. That's what they wanted you to see. That's what they sent you, like, because that's the stuff that's okay. Like, that doesn't raise any red flags. It's like, no, like, or his physical, the... his physical exam. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, my, my doctor says I'm the healthiest person ever. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, I bet he <laughs> says that. Yeah, that's like, why he looks like so terrified delivering that news. Not, that's yeah, not true. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and we get a knock at the door again, and it's the wizard, um, and he's begging for protection because someone's trying to kill him. They almost crushed his pet mongoose, Emil, with an air conditioner. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> oh Emil. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jessica's just like, nope, <laughs> closes the door. And uh, they work out that um, uh, Cheng stole Mrs. Belenko as a client, and then you guys are going to have to explain this to me because I'm very confused. Jessica takes the laptop into the toilet um, and sees an article that she was looking at the previous day, which is about this guy who is talking about his dog, Felipe, who the article says something like, Felipe eats and drinks better than I do or something like that. And then is like, aha, and then goes and finds this dog well, she, because she knows he's a client of Chen's. Yeah. When she was up on the uh, the logo looking down and he, she saw him interacting with various people through the glass window, that was one of the people mm-hmm. he was interacting with. Yeah. But, oh, so this article says that his dog is missing, I'm guessing then. Yeah. So she yeah. figures that must that's be how, why. That's how she knew to look him up in the first place was she, she saw him oh. interacting with Chang and, she's, and so she decided to like sort of cross-reference. Like, okay, I can't, I can't dig through this guy. I'll dig through people he's associated with and see if I can come up with anything that way. Yeah. Okay. So she was looking at, uh, she was digging dirt on him the night before, just before she got, but she was, kept on getting distracted because of the ashes. So then she stopped doing that instead. But now she's awake again. She's like, oh, okay, now let me go back to what I was thinking about before. Aha, idea springs. Let me go and undermine Chang because I'm going to get his client for him. He's going to steal my client. I'm going to steal his. That makes sense. Thank you guys. I'd like to say this is what happens when you watch 13 episodes in a row, but this was episode one, so I have no excuses for not understanding what was going on. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so she returns Felipe, the tiny dog, to his owner. Um, Apparently the ex-wife was hiding him with her new boyfriend, and uh, the owner won custody of the dog. Um, 
uh, Cheng didn't have any luck getting the dog back because he uh, couldn't get past the boyfriend, whereas Jessica didn't even ask. And then Jessica's like, hey, I'm, I'm awesome. Here's my card. <laughs> Before we go back uh, going on to the rest of the Chang interface, um, can we talk a, a minute about how Malcolm's taking notes of things she says? Yes. He's a good private eye, too. I know, that's he's, adorable. He, he's <laughs> so cute. Like, don't like that now. <laughs> he just wants to be the best he can be. Yes. Aw, he's adorable. Um... So this is when he obviously tries to stop Jessica from leaving and he taunts her about her life. Like we mentioned, uh, John, you mentioned before. And she, she, I mean, I mean, Jessica, it is tradition for her to throw people through doors, uh, through glass doors, as she does often. So he should have seen this coming, uh, that she throws him through his glass door. The, the thing that bothers me that never comes up in the episode and, and but like clearly happened and like everybody saw it was that because it, it, it gets you know, uh, presented to the police as like, oh, like she did all this stuff to him. But like he instigated that first. He blocked her path. He, mm-hmm. he stood in the doorway, you know, not allowing her to leave. But also he did threaten to fight her. Yeah. And he, he zapped her with a stun gun. Yeah. He zapped her. There which was which didn't work on her, but it could have. Yeah. 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 Could have killed her if she had a and, heart and, and as far as I mean, I don't know what it's like in New York, but uh, th- those are illegal for civilians to have in certain places. I'm pretty sure they're illegal here in Britain, but I I don't know. Our, our police don't really have any any weapons, so definitely right. civilians wouldn't have them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like she like there's a it's like it's like I'm like just that that how many people saw him like because right now when I'm looking at it, he's blocking her way out, but nobody's around him they're really kind of in his office yeah i guess i guess i guess if the doors closed they didn't hear him threaten to 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 fight her so yeah yeah Yeah, so all that happened in the office with the door closed and nobody else saw anything until after she threw him through the door so right but that bugged me too because you would think that she would defend herself in the court rather than just um pleading guilty Mm mm-hmm I think as well she's yeah I I think she's um she's really horrified at what she's doing because she is like about to deliver the the, you know the killing punch almost to this guy right and she could kill him I mean her fist could go right through his face if she wanted to I I think she's so horrified with that and by nature Jessica is self-destructive yes so I I don't think she would I imagine that um it's the show very sort of subtly making a commentary on on you know it's like you know, like we have the Me Too movement going on right now, and and mm-hmm. it's putting forth the the idea that like, oh, like Jessica is kind of the victim at first here, and she's def- just def- she was just defending herself um, and trying to get away, but everyone else doesn't see it that way, and no one believes her. You know, she's the woman saying like, you know like this this thing happened to her and like everybody believes you know the guy and mm-hmm. she gets in trouble for it so it's i imagine that, that that's probably what they're what they're sort of going for they just they weren't very like deliberate about it so well, also, jessica's of... got i mean pre- previous as well she's been arrested how many times you know in question so right 
true. That would obviously go against so her as well. He, he has a you know quote unquote squeaky clean record, whereas she is a she is a known you know repeat offender. So yeah, with powers, so they won't necessarily trust her anyway. Right, right. They're going to be a little yeah. prejudiced, and yeah. yeah. It does kind of loop back to their first meeting, though, where he was saying, um, I never take no for an answer. And she's like, how rapey of you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, best line in the episode. That was great. Best <laughs> quote, but. Yeah. I mean, that was also in the trailer. And again, I was like, that is such a good quote. <laughs> well, yeah, in that in that scene, too, because he says, like, you know, you're a time bomb. And she says, keep telling me, you know, what I am. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. And it's, a, it's like, yeah, it's like, I can relate to that because, like, I have to I have to deal with that you know like people sort of like put me in a box of like oh straight white man so like i know all i know all you're about you're exactly the same as like other straight white men it's like no it's like you can't you can't just look at like a person and be like like i could just make assumptions and just completely judge you and like write you off as like this one thing it's like well, I think everyone has that i mean i think i think so yeah it's it, human nature to put to put um to you know, not human nature. It's yeah. social nature to categorize people. Yeah, and it's yeah. um, and it everyone, no matter who you are, in some in some respect, people will put you in boxes. Other people, um, and also yourself. I think uh, this is something I discussed with my housemates a while ago. With that, um, we live in a society of like labels, and people are very quick to label themselves, and people want to almost. Uh, sometimes I think people want to give themselves labels to differentiate themselves, and then. You know, you can you can have people who I mean, it's not the same thing. But like an example is we were talking, we were teaching my housemate about uh, things like um, asexuality because she was asking about it and she didn't really understand about gender fluidity and what all these terms mean. So we were mm. sort of telling her about it. And I was saying, you know, in terms of like, um, say, there's people who are. Uh, identify as asexual and they might say I'm asexual so they're therefore in a smaller group of, of society um, already and but then the people in that group are like quite massive as well so then they think well no I'm I want to feel a bit more special so then they label themselves as something smaller so they say well I'm asexual and bisexual so or biromantic so I'm attracted to men and women but I don't like sex and then everyone's like, okay, cool. And then they go into a smaller box, but that's still a box full of lots of people. So then they might say, well, I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm this. Mm -hmm. So it makes them even more special and in a smaller box. And people can label themselves in such small boxes, but at the end of the day, when you do that, everyone can do that. Because you know what? Everyone's different. Everyone's a human being. Well, that's what's so interesting um, about, like, that's what makes Jessica such an interesting character and makes the show really well written in that regard, because people will sometimes... Um, you know, like put themselves in a particular box or, or, or label themselves in a particular identity, but then they will they will weaponize that identity or use it as a as a sort of like a like a value system. You know, um, you know they'll get a superiority complex about it. Um, whereas like Jessica's whole thing is like everybody's calling her super and calling her a hero, and she's like, I don't like I don't want. Like, don't call me that. I don't want any like, part don't of that. Subscribe to that, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Um, you know, and 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 it's it's. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like the thing with with identities and 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 people. I oh, I remember what I was going to say. It's that the funny thing about people putting themselves in these in these little boxes, but then but then making themselves part of a larger group. Is that 
when you get down to it, there's no greater minority than an individual. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's but it's people don't like to think in that way because then you then you get into personal things and, you, and it's harder to attack something like personal because you might recognize yourself in that. Whereas it's easier mm. to just create a monolith that you can that you can you know fight against. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I'm kind of fascinated with pe- labels people put on themselves and. I, I think it's yeah. I, for me personally, I just find labeling things like that very dangerous. Even like I think a, it is, like yeah. personally yeah. doing it to yourself is more dangerous than somebody else labeling mm-hmm. you because. Well, I think some can be powerful. Yeah, I, I just I feel like it's very it can be very limiting. And I and it, oh totally like you look at you yeah. look at what happened what happened with uh, Joss Whedon a few months ago was that he actually came out and said like one of the worst things I ended up doing for my career was was labeling myself as a feminist. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. So well, so that happens so. when you're a kid mm-hmm. and one person is the smart kid and the other one's the the um, creative kid or the artistic kid or the yeah. sports kid. And then the other ones don't feel like they could even try that. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. the artistic kid in the family, so it I wasn't the one... I, I never learned how to paint. Yes, and it's trying to live up to this label instead of just being who you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or living down to a label. If, if, someone, mm-hmm. if everyone assumes yeah. that you're the, the drug addict kid just because you're the one who smokes, then maybe you, you'd want to, to just, all right, well, if they're going to treat me that way, then maybe I, I'll do that too. Nope. I don't yeah. know. It's hard. I, I think some some labels, I, I use some labels on myself because of things that I think need visibility and to stop them becoming taboo. So things mm. like, um, so I will, I will say, like in terms of things like mental health, I will gladly talk about that because it it often is taboo and you need the exposure for that and to start a conversation. But I also recognise that I'm not just a group of labels. You know, that's yeah. not all I am. Yeah, and I, um, yeah. As long as you recognise people are more like, than that. I think that yeah. tends to come with just like age and maturity too, because I think when you're younger and to Elizabeth's point, you know, especially uh, kids, when they use it, they don't, always understand that they can be more or less of mm-hmm. yeah instead you know it's just very black and white you know whereas when you get older then you can say okay i have you know i have this you know but but even with mental illness claire like for me personally like i don't feel like i am anxiety i have anxiety you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i so it's just kind of labeling i feel like sometimes can make it very focused and specific without mm-hmm. giving it its own breath to be understood if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. but then if you were anxiety you'd look like the little purple dude uh, out of inside I out I might be, voiced by bill hader I, I would be a very adorable version of anxiety but <laughs> <laughs> the problem is yeah. if you don't use labels at all then how do you find people that are interested in the same thing yeah, that you're yeah. in too yeah. so it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird balance it's not, between... Yeah. It's understanding that, you know, labels aren't everything. They're just a small portion of what could be, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was good. <laughs> I like that little tangent. It was good. <laughs> I don't even know where we're up to. Oh, well, it's I, when I, I Jessica got arrested. I think it's good to talk about that stuff because it, 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 
it connects to to what seems to be the theme this season of Jessica figuring out exactly who she is. Yeah. And what and, she is. And what she is, exactly. Yeah. Vigilant mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's put Kilgrave behind her. Well, not put him behind her, but she's like, you know, he's now out of the picture. And he dictated so much of what she was and who she was. Yeah. That, and so that, now that, what do you do actually, after that? That was actually a little bit of a a storytelling uh, low point for me with season one. Was that mm-hmm. so much of like the the later the latter half of the season dealt exclusively with Kilgrave that that Jessica was almost an after, afterthought and she kind of took a back seat because mm-hmm. you know um, David Tennant kind of came in and stole the show and he was so good that like the show became really hard focused on on Kilgrave as a person and his backstory and why he is the way he is. Yeah. And, and Jessica was more sort of react, reacting to it as opposed to being more active. Um, so I like that now that he's sort of out of the picture, um, we can focus more on, you know, Jessica Jones. I mean, the show is called Jessica Jones. So I'm, I'm yeah. in that regard, I'm actually really looking forward to season two. Yeah. And I'm glad they're going in the origin direction for this because, I mean, people always complain about wow, uh, another origin show. But I love the origin shows because to me that helps you understand who the character is then once you understand that then you can go on with their other stories but in season one you didn't really get other than seeing a glimpse of the car crashing and some gas spraying out and her um quitting a job because she doesn't know where she fits in in the world um that they didn't really get into her as a person and how did she get this way and what does it do to affect her and where does she go from here? Instead, it was like she was having that those problems already. Kilgrave came along and put a big dent in in the or a big curve in her in her journey. And then the whole rest of the show, like you said, was all focused on him and his impact on her and how does she react to, to getting stopping him from doing all the damage that he's doing. But so I'm really glad that they're actually going into how did she get this way? What's going on? What are, is the extent of her powers? Those kinds of things are really mm-hmm. interesting to me. Right. And, I will and, say, uh, I will, oh, sorry, John, go on. Oh, I was just going to say that like so much of um, uh, a key point of storytelling is that the idea that, that becoming is more interesting than being. Um, so, you know, that's why like with, like superhero stories, like you, you you know start with the origin story. And the interesting thing mm-hmm. about Jessica Jones is that she she like we can't she she has to like dig up her own origin story. Yeah. Um, so that so that like we can we can be uh we can move forward and be comfortable with like who she is because she hasn't figured that out yet. And so she mm-hmm. has to she has to go back in her own history and, and, and dig that up. It's kinda of like Wolverine. Oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like sort of similar. Just thing. on a smaller um, scale. Yeah. So um, has Jessica uh, so, ever met Wolverine in the comics? I wanna see. <laughs> oh I'm sure. I I'm sure. I, yeah. I can't remember oh, when. When I'm sure when, Rebecca uh, will know. Through Avengers, I think they did. Because he was in Avengers at one point, and so was Luke, and Jessica was kind of a side Avenger character. Yeah, that, I think wasn't that when Squirrel Girl was babysitting for yes. Luke and Jessica? 
Yes, which is the only Squirrel Girl interaction I've... I, I don't do Squirrel Girl. <laughs> yeah. Mainly because of the Daredevil saying that she smelled horrible, and I just can't get my mind around her. Like, I can't even think about her without thinking that she must smell like death. <laughs> like squirrels. Ugh. Oh, like... Oh, the funk of mm-hmm. squirrels. Yeah. It just, <laughs> I can't... I know that, that supposedly there's, like, this great story going on with her right now, and I'm just like, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> Can I please say, now I want Squirrel Girl to release an album, like a funk album called The Funk of Squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say as well, this is a good time to mention uh, the reaction to season two. I haven't read a ton of reviews. From what I've seen, it's been very mixed. Some people like love the season. Some people really don't like it. Um, I don't want to go too much into my reactions, but some of the problems from season one that you guys have mentioned, uh, keep an eye out. Is mm. what I'll say. Okay. That's. I don't want to like turn you off of anything, but yeah, keep an keep an eye out. I'd be interested to see if we chat about that sort of um, later on once we've got a bit more into the season. Mm. Um. So Jessica gets released from court on probation, and she's got some court ordered anger management, and she meets up this one. She meets up with Trish. <laughs> Sorry. She what? I love that they both agreed that she needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Um, she's got to pay, Ch- uh, pay Cheng's bills as well. Um, and this is when she's sort of mulling over the fact that, yeah, she could have killed him really easily. Um, and she's worried that some things, you know, has, has come back to the surface with her family. And if she if she faces that, it might make her worse in who she is. Um, she's already, you know, killed two people, Reva and... Uh, Kilgrave. Uh, I don't think she mentions Reva, but obviously we know she killed Reva, even though she had no control over it. Um, and then we meet Griffin. Do we want to talk about Griffin now, or with uh, Trish? Trish. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jessica leaves and tells Trish to stay away from her, basically. Um, and the next time we see Jessica, I think, is when she's arriving back at her apartment and this is when the wizard suddenly appears behind her <laughs> this is what you were talking about earlier will yes <laughs> amazing his power is so funny the way it's done and <laughs> like this whole this whole scene is so hilarious when he's like running around and just throwing stuff at her and it just makes that bit so much more like when he threw the ashes at her and she batted them away with her hand and you just see it in slow-mo hitting uh-huh. the ceiling i i gasped out loud i was yeah. just like oh, yeah. oh my god Same. once yeah. i realized what it was i was like oh my god and then it was in slow motion so it took a really long time for it to actually hit the ceiling <laughs> oh, <So it's>, yeah. <laughs> and i kept wondering which one it was yeah. Not that it really matters, but still, I was just like, oh, I wonder if, which one. It, it gets <laughs> revealed weird. later that it's her brother, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I was glad that they actually explained it later of who it was, because I was like, that was sort of bugging me more than it should have. <laughs> but who is it? Well, th- yeah. yeah, this scene is one of the other scenes where I was, I almost started crying, but I did not. I held it together for this scene, too. But, like, when I saw those ashes and the look on her face, I just... Like, my heart was breaking for her. Yeah. Just so terrible. Yeah, it's... Yeah, something just kind of... She she plays it so well. It looks like something just breaks inside of her at that point. And 
yeah, it's it's just it's just awful. Like like oh, I, yeah. Sorry, I can't say enough good things about her as this in this role. I think. Um, and then this is when Wizard also reveals that he's taking these meds that they're sending him. He doesn't say who, because they're trying to make him normal again, and he's not a monster because he takes the pills. But they've made something worse, and it's trying to kill him. Yeah, and, and it's like her. He keeps on saying mm-hmm. her, so. Yeah, like, made, like, something that's like him and Jessica, and she's like, what What do you mean? And he says monsters, and this is, you know, we get the monsters again. This whole thing of, you know, are they monsters? Are they, you know, we were saying, it's Jessica being like, what am I? Am I a monster? Am I a killer? Um, you know. And she chases him out of the building. She gets stopped, well, he gets stopped in the at the sidewalk by a, woman stretching her leg but looked like she's doing a starfish pose it was very strange i was like what's this woman doing um and obviously has to run the other way and then the scaffolding the first bit of scaffolding falls and he looks back at jessica and then the wizard is squished rebar yeah poor wizard we only just met you yeah and it's sad too because like like jessica seems like like legit upset yeah yeah killed you know not not so flippant of like oh well that happened but no she's like oh man (laughs) yeah well we find out like some more in the next scene when she speaks to malcolm about it but we we should mention as well that we get this little bit at the end of this scene where oscar and i think his name's Vito. i probably got it completely wrong uh walking the other side of the road and uh they see what happens and oscar covers up uh, his his son's eyes, obviously, because he doesn't want to see that. And Jessica stumbles away. She, I was worried that she'd get blamed for it because she was. I, al- I almost feel up. like I almost feel like that that that's what he was thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's mm. hard to tell, but yeah, I was worried about that because she was touching stuff, like trying to pull stuff off of him, and I was like, oh no, you're leaving your fingerprints yeah. everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he, like this. He, he saw the he saw the aftermath of it, you know without any of the previous context because that seems to be what this episode is is a lot about about people making snap assessments or judgments about another person without having uh you know previous context to sort of without having that nuance mm-hmm. it just fuels his hate for super powered people even more like uh <laughs> right. it's, supers. It's, it's a confirmation bias basically yeah if he actually has superpowers though <laughs> I'm the super superhero, uh, no superintendent, but sure, I'm also a superhero. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this next scene, I'm assuming this is the one that broke your heart, Tammy. Uh, yes. Yep. Jessica oh, sitting in her office, drunk in the dark, and Malcolm arrives. The bit, the, the bit that broke my heart was when Jessica tells him not to step on him. Hey, yep, I, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I was like, I mean, I wasn't like sobbing or anything, but definitely a tear <laughs> rolled down. I was like, <laughs> I've tried to keep it in all episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tammy. Malcolm yeah. had the perfect response. Like, I'll take yeah. care of him. Yeah. Malcolm, oh, uh, I mean, scooping him up. I love he's him the so best. Much. He's so great. I was like, 
Oh, I love Little Q-Tip, which is what Robin called him, obviously, last season. So it's my nickname for him, Little Q-Tip. But uh, me and Rebecca were saying, you know, he's he's so lovely. He's just like the absolute sweetheart. Yeah. He's the one kind of keeping her together at this point. Waking her up. <laughs> yeah. We know as well from last season he wanted to be a social worker, so... Yeah. You know, I guess this kind of fits fits uh, fits in with that. He's good at, uh, yeah. He just wants to take care of people. Yeah. Well, that's um, what I like. There's that. There's that sort of running gag of like her quote unquote firing him, and, mm-hmm. and it, but like, but they they both know they both know that like she's not actually going to do it because like she needs him. Like she would just completely fall apart without him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now that I've been rewatching Spartacus, is he's in season one of that show, so I always picture his character in Spartacus when I see him. He's so much <laughs> younger and thinner on Spartacus. Where he loves his hair in Spartacus, is it as great as it is in this? Because I love Sorry. his hair. What's his hair like in Spartacus? Oh, it was it was it's not as good as it is on this show. <laughs> <laughs> He's been uh, working out as well because he's way more, um, I don't know, lean and mean in this series than he was in well, uh, season one. Well, and also in season one, he was like a drug addict, so. Oh yeah, true. That's true. He, he should look. He should look a lot better. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Is there something that I keep true. thinking of Savage Dragon every time I see him? <laughs> Somehow his hair looks like the, the uh, the top. Like of the, the fin on the yeah. The fin. I know. Every time. <laughs> No, it's a totally wrong universe, but he just reminds me of him. I love his hair. Um, well, I take that back. He does have. Oh, I don't believe that. Hair, yeah. yeah. Oh, let's have a look. Will sending us a picture. Oh, he's fair. Yeah, his hair is nice and yeah. fluffy. I don't remember him from season one. I need to rewatch Spartacus Uh-oh. at some point. Now he's he is a little baby. Nice guy. So yeah. I'll I'll take back my statement from before. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, so Jessica searches the wizard's rucksack and finds clozapine, 12,000 12, milligrams, I think it was, um, and says, you know, how could he even walk, let alone run? Because that is a, a lot of a antipsychotic. But there's no doctor or pharmacy on the label, um, but they find the manufacturer, and Malcolm finds the shipping address, which is industrial garments and handling. <laughs> I-G-H! I kind of love that and hate that at the same time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that, it, that, it, that it doesn't stand for something more sinister. <laughs> I I was convinced it was going to be in human growth hormone. Yeah. And that's what they used on them. Like mutant um, growth hormone in the comics, but obviously mutants don't exist in, uh, you know, in the nope. Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it was in human growth hormone. But then the Inhuman series didn't do well. So maybe that's a good idea that they didn't do that. <laughs> Um, I was convinced it was going to be that. Uh, so Jessica breaks in and is X-filing around inside, as Tammy probably agrees <laughs> with, with her 12,000 candle watt torch. <laughs> Did it look like little legs on the floor in one of those rooms to you guys? Because sometimes oh, I, no. I thought there were legs in there. <gasps> oh, I'm glad I didn't see that. That would like, have really like, freaked me out. Like just legs? Well, like, going off to the edge of the screen, it couldn't have been because you would think she would have given more attention to that particular room. But the first room she looked in and, and did the light around in, there looked like 
small child legs on the floor, oh, or baby no. legs. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, But then they, both times I watched it, my eye caught on that, and then she just continued on. So I was like, okay, it's just, it just must be nothing. <laughs> must <laughs> not, <laughs> keep moving, keep moving. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Um, and she's taking a load of photos of in here, and we get a few flashbacks. She, so we see a room that's got a mattress on the floor and an overturned chair. And she gets a flashback to being on a gurney and taken into a lab. And then we get a flashback to a young girl being held by Deadpool, which is <laughs> what <laughs> Rebecca and I said. We like, is that Deadpool with his messed up face? Actually, no, he, uh, looked, like more, a, he looked more like uh, like Spawn. Yeah, or Spawn or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So like Spawn in a hospital gown. So and, uh was that supposed to be Jessica herself or her seeing him grabbing someone else? I'm not saying. I, mean, I kept going I back do, and forth. I on. do not give spoilers on this show, Elizabeth. I, I was thinking that it was Jessica herself. That's what I thought, too. It, it, it looked like the the younger version of Jessica. Well, I just have in my notes, a young girl is being held by Deadpool. Uh, and then at the very end we get a close up of Jessica's eye which mirrors the opening credits which was very very cool so that's Jessica for this episode Malcolm we probably don't need to go over I mean we went over most of his stuff didn't we Yeah. we love him he's he's awesome he wants to be better at his job yeah yeah he just wants to be good at his job let's talk about Trish um Tammy, you're on a fashion podcast. <laughs> I, oh, Lord. Actually, both of her, both of her out, like the two that stood out. So she's got that crazy sequence one, sequined one, which I assume is something Patsy wore. It's God, got a big I star hope, on it as well. I hope it's something Patsy wore, and it's not something she just had in her closet. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. I assumed it was like Marvel being cheeky, and it was like a reference to like maybe the costume that the, that no. the character wore or something. No, her costume in the comics, because obviously in the comics she's Hellcat, mm-hmm. is uh, yellow and blue. Oh. But the red wig is uh, a reference to the comics, because in the comics oh. um, uh, Hellcat has red hair rather than blonde hair. Oh. Oh. So the fact that Patsy has red hair. Was it what? Wasn't Patsy Walker a model character in... Yes, it was a bit like an Archie comic. It was like a little yeah. sweetheart comic. And... Um, so the whole thing of like it's Patsy, it's Patsy, all that kind of is very um, is very how the comic originally was, how the character was, and then later on she became Hellcat. Yeah, yeah. They I keep really making, they keep friend, making reference to this. They, <laughs> <laughs> they keep yeah. making reference to this to this show that she was on, the star of, and I keep thinking back to like like really like wholesome TGIF stuff like Full House or something, which would like probably Hannah just. Montana. Would probably just make my make my eyes roll out of my head today. So. Yeah. It makes her eyes roll out of her head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I, so I can I can relate to. to <laughs> you feel? I her? love that they're doing stuff like this. They're letting Rachel Taylor have fun with this character, because and I'm not going to spoil anything. I love her in this season. Hmm. I yeah. don't agree with everything she does. But I think Rachel Taylor is really good in the role, and I like that. I, I I think Rebecca and I were discussing that this, as a show, has one of the strongest 
cast of supporting characters out of any of the shows. Um, and the way we compared it was in Daredevil season two, you barely got any um, character development in Karen and Foggy. Um, you got a little bit, but mostly it was focused on Matt and the antagonists. But I feel like the characters, the supporting characters in this are all very strong. Yeah, I think this this ties back into what I was talking about earlier, um, which is why I'm really looking forward to the rest of this season. So much of season one with both Jessica and Patsy, or sorry, Trish, <laughs> uh, uh, with Jessica and Trish were very much reactions to the men in their lives and, mm-hmm. and, and how they and how the men were treating them. And like now that that that's not so much a thing um, that we're going to get more focus on the characters themselves, you know, being more active in what's go- what's happening to them as opposed to reactive. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that seems to be the case here with Trish, which it did throw me off. I was like, wait, who's this guy? Well, like, oh, she's got a, she's got a boyfriend. I was like, what? what? Who is he? I don't trust him. <laughs> I know. I was the same way. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to Griffin. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I have to mention is um, in when she's singing at uh, Lilibeth's birthday party, um, I'm assuming it's a Patsy-themed party because I don't know if you guys noticed – there's little party hats on the table, and they will have pictures of Patsy on them, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> I just thought yeah, that was crazy. Because, yeah. like, daughter actually... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm like, why would this little girl request this, you know, kid show from, like, it had to be, you know, she didn't. 20 years. Oh, yeah. No, she, she didn't. It's not about the dad. The, the, it's just the, so The cool. joke is clearly that her parents are the huge fans and, like, the daughter oh. couldn't care less. Especially the one dad. Yeah. The one that yeah. Oh, yeah. That, was, that was so great. Like, they... We uh, we also get mentioned uh, at one point they say, oh, why don't you sing the hit single, Hey, Yay, I Want Your Cray Cray. All I'm going to say is, guys, watch this space. Oh. <laughs> 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 is this gonna be like um, how i met your mother where they everyone <laughs> extra embarrassing musical sequence and let's all go to the seal. mall everybody <laughs> Woo! <laughs> let's go to the mall <laughs> so <laughs> when trish is uh is walking home she seems to be being tailed by a black car and uh we see throughout the episode she's being followed by someone who is this mysterious person guys Ah, uh, it was very obvious to me was how? Why was it obvious to you that it was definitely going to be the guy from the last season? Did you guys all pick yeah. up on that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even remember what we last saw of him last season, but yeah, I had a feeling it would be him. I had to look it up because I couldn't remember either how they left it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm lost. I think he like, got what, injured. What, what, guy, he, what he, guy are we talking about? Uh, in the last season when she was dating Will Simpson, who was the cop, yeah, and then he got started taking all the pills, okay. and kind of went a bit a bit cray cray, as as Patsy might say, and um, <laughs> and and then um, tried to kill Trish, I think, and then I think the last thing was he had a bomb or something, and it went bad, and he got injured, and that was the last we saw of him. Nope, nope, I looked it up. Oh, the last time oh, I saw I him was. He was at Jessica's apartment, and Trish had taken some of his pills to give herself. Oh, that was it. Too, 
And the yeah, and they had the, that they had that giant fight, and there was the yes. whole thing with the fridge, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he got knocked out by having a fridge dumped on him, and then uh, they had to leave to go to the hospital because Trish had a heart attack because of the pills. Oh, because of the pills, that was it. And then the mysterious organization that had he had signed back up with came and yes. him. And that was the last we saw of him. Right. Ah, cool. Okay. And for some reason, when I was watching this, and and obviously, like obviously, be wrong. I had thought like something like the pills had that he had been taking were from IGH. There well, was something Dr. about Dr. Kozlov did experiment on him. Like she mentions Trish at one point, Dr. Kozlov experimented on Will. Okay, maybe that's why I was thinking. I'm guessing with the pills. So and it, it sounded like she was making some sort of connection between him. Yeah. And IGH. I don't remember exactly how or why. I worked out that it was him when the opening credits were on, and it said Will Will Travel would be in the episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks episode. Uh, so we know it's uh, Simpson. Cheers for that. Um, I had suspected he was going to be back because he has been a bit cagey lately on Facebook. So we sort of a lot of people assume that he might be back in uh, in the show. But I was really pleased to see him because I actually really loved his character in season one. Okay, uh, yeah, I didn't, total... I, didn't even, I didn't even pick up on that. That's who that that's who that yeah. was, or that, who she kept seeing and stuff. Because I, because like when I started up the show on Netflix, it gave me this little thing of like, you know, here's a recap thing you, you can watch, and I was like, I don't have time for this. Skip, you know. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I should have watched it. <laughs> Give me new stuff, damn it. Um, so uh, when Trish sits with uh, Jessica on the on the roof. Um, she says that, you know, she's, um, this is when she finds out about the, 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 the 20 days missing. I think the one bit that we, uh, didn't mention is Jessica locks her on the roof yes. and, um, yeah. and Trish says, yeah, cause she's like, I can't open this door. I'm not strong enough. I figured she just called Malcolm or something. Probably. Yeah. I don't think Jessica would have gone back up. I think, yeah, Trish would have called Malcolm. Um, and this yes. this thing of I'm not strong enough of comparing Trish and Jessica is a recurring thing as well. So keep yeah. your eyes. Peter. I was wondering why she said that. But that was I felt like that was in season one she would compare herself to Jessica too. So yeah, I think that's just like part of something she grew up probably doing, and and it didn't help that her mom like made her have low self esteem when she was little as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next time we see Trish is when she's on Trish Talk, and she is talking about how trauma affects powered people, and she is going to be talking to Dr. Maynard Tibbalt uh, about hypnotic regression, uh, <laughs> yeah, which I'm not a fan of. Um, and then Ian, her boss, arrives, who we've I don't think we've met before, and he happens to comment that, because Griffin is on the TV screen, he's like, oh, I love that guy, you should get him on the show. Which at that point is kind of a weird saying, you know, it's like, what? But we realize later it's obviously because Trish is now dating him. I wasn't sure who it was because you couldn't read the screen well enough to be able to tell. So mm-hmm. I was like, who is that guy? And then when Griffin showed up later, I'm like, is that the same guy as before on the TV or not? And it made more sense if I assumed that it was the same guy. But at the time when he was just like, I love this guy. I'm like, why are you even saying this? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I recognize that floppy hair from earlier. Um, And Trish is unhappy because the show's ratings are suffering. Um, And Ian seems to think that she should have 
Jessica on the show, but she doesn't want to force her. She wants to use her show to make a difference, not talk about celebrity hairstyles. And uh, talking about fashion, Rebecca and I were intrigued by um, Trisha's necklace in this scene. Oh, yeah. It seems to be made out of tons of rings, like loads and loads and loads of rings. Like she's one of the maesters at Game of Thrones. (laughs) And we were like, what's (laughs) happening? Yeah, I. Yeah, I've actually seen necklaces like that before, so that's not. I don't know. I own a necklace that's similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I just yeah. happen to wear really big earrings, so I tend to wear, if I wear a necklace at all, it's it's very minimal. So, But I love, I actually love necklaces like this. It's just then I can't wear big earrings, because then it's just too much, guys. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. Calm it down. Do you guys wear chains anymore? I used to wear a chain when I was younger. Oh, I want to start back. <laughs> Please do it. Please wear a chain and a chain belt like Luke Cage does. Like and then instead of, of like a giant a giant cage buckle, get one that says Will. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Will. I'm on it. Will <laughs> Power. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I feel um, wandered into the uh, Calavici fashion cast for a second here. <laughs> maybe. We haven't recorded for a while. It's, you know, we're out of practice. I was going to say. So... Obviously, when uh, he mentions family there, that's when Je- uh, Trish gets the idea of going and getting the ashes, which I would have thought she would have had to have had Jessica's permission to get them, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, no, she's, no, it's in her lockbox. Exactly. Oh, okay. That makes sense. See, I didn't notice anything in this episode. Um, yeah. Um, so later on, I think the next time we see Trish is when... Uh, She's got um, Jessica out of court. She's gone to collect her. And this is when we meet Griffin properly. No, actually, uh, before that, she was in oh, Jessica's apartment, and that's when she gave her the ashes. But then someone yes. watching her leave, mysteriously. Oh, yes. Who is that? An Who's got an inhaler? I was like, well, it's just asthmatic. I mean, I have an inhaler as well. I do as well. <laughs> yeah, see? It's not a gigantic, like, the biggest inhaler ever, like that one, but, you know. Yeah, mine is not quite as impressive as that either, but I'm happy not to have to haul that one around. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, the size of, like, a mug or something. Um, all right, Griffin, go. What do you think of this guy, guys? Suspicious. Man, Instantly, he annoyed I don't, me. <laughs> I don't trust him. Well, he's British, therefore he must be evil, <laughs> I said to Rebecca. <laughs> We're all evil. Yeah, I don't. Either super smart or evil or both. Yeah. Well, also just I, I just don't I just don't like that he's just like suddenly there. Like that we didn't we didn't get like some sort of we didn't get to see the re- the relationship like start and build. It's just like oh she's got a boyfriend it's this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although some of his snarky comments did seem to be the kind of humor that Jessica would have appreciated if she wasn't just being bailed out of prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if she was he in a better even mood. On, on it as much, yeah. Yeah, and he is willing. Black humor, it's all good. Yeah, and he's willing to give up going to the event to uh, hang out with her and get her drunk. So I was just like, oh, okay. I'm (laughs) kind of evil, but at least he's kind of fun in the meantime. (laughs) Yeah, that was quite sweet of him to offer that. Yeah, but later when they're um, leaving the event, uh, Mm -hmm. his comment about um, being best friends with the news not anybody else i was just like mm, yeah he's gonna totally and he where he was just like don't tell me anymore or i'll steal the steal your story i was like yeah, yeah. he's totally gonna be a bad guy yeah 
Yeah, he's got, he's got to the top somehow. You sort of go, hmm, what's what's up to him? Yeah, yeah what's, that, he, what's he about? That comment just showed like how self-serving he is. Like he just, even this person that he is dating, he would steal their story so he could promote himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, because you notice, like, when those, like, people come up and, like, want to get pictures and stuff, and he's all for it, and it's like, this is really not the time or the place, you guys. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah at the courthouse, yeah. The actor but I looks... Oh, sorry. Go, no, no, go ahead, Walt. said the actor looks familiar to me, so I wasn't sure if I had seen him somewhere else or if he'd actually been on the show before. <laughs> like, his nose especially seems familiar somehow. <laughs> I don't recognize him from anything, I don't think. Um, well, the character name made me think that it should be somebody I should know. I was like, mm-hmm. it, he was reminding me of um, like an old 1970s daredevil villain that like there was a rich guy that was um, causing trouble behind the he scenes. He turns into an actual griffin. <laughs> Oh, no, no, not it wasn't like a super power bad guy, but it was just kind of like a behind the scenes. I'm causing trouble, and, and so I was thinking, oh, this must be some guy I should know. And so I, I tried to look him up, but I was like, oh, I guess he is it. Yeah. <laughs> he just has one of those it, names that makes you think his name's Griffin Sinclair, which could yeah. only be a that comic is a book name. That I think. is a Bond villain, if I ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I think Rebecca was saying, how can you turn to someone? And, and like and and say their name lovingly if their name's Griffin like I love you Griffin. <laughs> she was like, we were not a fan of yeah this guy I, or his name unfortunately. I think romance novels probably have several Griffins in there. <laughs> probably. Oh Griffin, take me now. now uh, if he was a Griffin door. I mean, obviously that makes things different, doesn't it, Tammy? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm not a fan of her dress in this episode. Yes, at all. talk to me about this dress because you've, um, you've hinted about this dress. It, yeah, I, I don't like it at all. I love the color. The color is fantastic and it looks great on her. But that the cut of that dress with like the little tiny mini ruffles around her neckline. Yeah, and it just it doesn't it doesn't seem to fit her well. Like I'm afraid her little. Like, not sleeves. Her little straps are going to fall off at any moment. <laughs> like, she has to have be, like, sorry, guys. She must be, like, taped in because, like, there's no way that's staying up. There's It's just not. <laughs> like, it's just not possible. And it's just, I just, I hate it. I hate it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really like it. Yeah. I thought yeah. it wasn't that flattering. There's two was- things I'm not a big fan of on clothes, and that's <laughs> ruffles and fringe. As you mm. might as well have fringe at the bottom. Like, the ruffles on the bottom are so right. big. I'm like, what is, what is that? Like, this dress looks like it's eating her, and that it's hard to <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> don't, it's the monster of the show. <laughs> if we, that, if we did monster of the episode, it would be that. That monster. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't <laughs> mind to see Trish again. <laughs> It'll be I, like, it'll be like, I thought the ruffles were cute, but that's be like symbiote and spend Spider-Man three. She it <laughs> she puts it that on and makes awesome. a person, and she has to like defeat it. And... She becomes the supervillain known as the Ruffle. <laughs> <laughs> if Venom was actually like a, a fancy dress instead of a, a, a... <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, let's talk about Jerry. Oh, so, oh yes. Jerry. So um, first time we see her is at the award ceremony where she's collecting this award for women in law. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's kind of suggested that um, uh, the the law firm um, kind of paid for her to get this yeah. award. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't suggested. They outright said it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, we actually meet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's got so many awards we see later. Uh, we meet uh, Chow and Benowitz of Hogarth Chow and Benowitz, which is pretty cool. Linda Chow and mm, Benowitz, whose name I can't remember, but we will find out. Um, and we find out some uh, some other stuff as well from season one. So we find out that Pam went to jail, obviously for Wendy's murder, but not for long. I mean, Jerry kind of goes off for like three days, but we don't know how long it was. Yeah. Um, and she's doing a lawsuit against the law firm, and they've settled. Uh, yeah, and that's that's about it, really. So Jerry's not really getting on with her her partners at yeah, this point. There is there yeah. is so much like subtext in this scene, especially given that um, this came out on International Women's Day, mm-hmm. because you know she has that that opening speech about you know. Again, being put in a box like, oh, you're yeah. you're you know pretty good for a woman, or oh, like oh, you're a female attorney, and it's like, well, how the hell should that matter? Like, mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with anything. Um, but then even, and uh, I see this all the time, and it breaks my heart. Is like women being especially awful to other women. Yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and, and like really competitive and stuff. And it's like even though it's like like this woman is her is her law partner, and she's like. She basically tries to play it off like, oh, uh, like, w- like we we made you what you are today or something like that. Like, you didn't earn that award. We we bought it for you. And it's like, no, yeah. she clearly earned it. Like, because she even says, like, like, I bring in, like, these really high-profile cases. Like, like Rand. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's so messed up. You know, especially in that context, you know, with that award, with that award and her speech and everything, that like this person who's supposed to be her friend and partner would would do that to her and would say that, you know. Oh, yeah, I also does the dig about the uh, the dead wife as well. Yeah, pretty hard. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even like, and the other guy, like, he puts his hand on the bridge of his nose and he's just like, oh my god, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, the part about buying the, the trophy, I took at face value, but the rest of it, I, can, I totally agree with you. <laughs> and you might be right that she was just giving a, putting a dig in, but I also could see companies doing that sort of thing of, I'm going to put in a certain amount of money towards your cause, so that way you can make us look good. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that she's lying, but the fact that she said it, you're right, is definitely a dig on the um it's it's a dig against against jerry yeah yeah exactly yeah definitely um i'm glad that jerry's back yeah we i wasn't sure if she would be back in season two um but i'm glad she is that we get her in this show as well um i think the next time we see her is when she meets with price we find out that she's been trying to put her um her doctor's appointment back uh, and the assistant saying the doctor's like, no, you have to come to the appointment. And we kind of, I guess, find out why later. Um, 
but we see we see the meeting where price goes to meet her and we find out what exactly was her her plan was that she wanted to uh hire jessica through him yeah yeah because the two of them have fallen out yeah yeah so he wanted to still absorb alias so it was a win-win between the two of them Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. Um, so these are two obviously in, in cahoots. Um, and now he says that he wants to sue Jessica. And Jerry tells him to tell tell her everything about how he got the injuries. So obviously she learned nothing from the first season. Or from Iron Fist. Or from Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah she's just, not that's, learned... just who, that's just who Jerry is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. She's pretty open about it. She's just like, yeah, you know, I'm a bitch. Uh, And then the last thing we see of her in this episode is at the doctor's. And she's gone in because she's been having muscle cramps. And the doctor says it's not just that. And we don't see what the doctor says. But from Jerry's reaction, it looks like it's bad news. So do we have any theories? I'm thinking Uh, cancer. Cancer. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a TV show, and yeah, that's usually the go-to. It's a, cancer. Yeah. What kind Same of thing, cancer? You know, we don't know yet, but cancer. Bloody nose means you've got a brain tumor. I mean, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she had muscle cramps, so I don't yeah. know what kind of cancer that means, but yeah. Well, okay. bloody nose could be cancer too, because um, yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually and, uh, going to pregnant. Yep. I'm, I'm actually going to the doctor tomorrow uh, to find out the results of my MRI because I have um, shaky hands and feet mm. and, uh, and, a, and muscle spasms. So, you know, could be just some neurological thing, could be a tumor. Don't know yet. Yeah. Gonna find Ooh, out. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, but that's luck, actual yeah. real life. Like, you know, that you know, it yeah. could be a whole host of things. But TV world, that's not yeah, that's I know. the only one. <laughs> Spoilers for real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Much more complicated. Much, much more complicated. Core blimey, indeed. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much that episode. So, um, yeah. So, four characters this week. And we'll see if any of these new characters will stick around that we met this episode. So, Price and Oscar and who else? There was another. Griffin. And little See kid. if any of them stick around. Sadly, Wizard probably not. <laughs> but maybe the mongoose. Maybe a male. Maybe maybe a male. He's going to join the team. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I was wondering, like, well, who's going to take care of him now that the wizard's dead? I did yeah. say that um, Jessica should uh, adopt the mongoose and call. Uh, except it's a boy, you know. But say change the name to Jewel or Nitrous, which were two of Jessica Jones's aliases in the comics. I thought that'd be cute. But I don't think Jessica would want a pet mongoose. She wouldn't be able to keep reason. a plant alive. I can't imagine her with a pet animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, you guys ready for some Easter eggs? As we are coming up to Easter, I have quite a few Yum. for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have mentioned some already. So obviously I mentioned that Patsy in the red wig is um, a nod to Hellcat in the comics. Uh, Jerry mentions Rand, um, obviously from uh, Iron Fist, but also the fact that... Um, the character of Jerin Rand in the comics was a man, um, so they, they gender-switched her for the uh, the show, and uh, was a character from the Iron Fist comics, not from Jessica Jones comics. They just brought her into Jessica Jones. 
um, which is pretty cool. Uh, in the comics, it was um, it seemed to be that again that the truck that gave Jessica the powers, whereas in this it seems to be some kind of experiment after her accident. Price Cheng or Chase Cheng is not a character from the comics. Um, so he just seems to be made up. Uh, you know, the completely new character. When we see the girl at the start talking about lizard people taking over the government, this is a stretch. I get, again, I get all of these from Den of Geek, but I quite like this one. Um, she could be talking about the Skrulls. Ah. Elizabeth, you know who the Skrulls are? You guys know who the Skrulls are? I do. So in the comics, they are shape-shifting space lizard people things. Um and the reason she could be talking about the Skrulls is we've got the Captain Marvel movie coming out um, soonish in, in the next year. And we know that the Skrulls are going to be a part of that. And that movie is set in 1992. So the Skrulls, if she fights the Skrulls, they, if she doesn't defeat them, then they could have been in government by now. So yeah. it could be the Skrulls in government as lizard people. So, I was thinking you know, that knows. makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, the Wizard is <laughs> is a character who has been in comics as long as Captain America has. Wow. Really? From, ni- since 1941, in fact. Well, with wow. a name like that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was in U.S. Comics number one in 1941. Uh, his costume was yellow and blue, which is why uh, he's wearing that yellow hoodie and he's got a blue t-shirt or something i think in the comics he's called robert frank not robert coleman which is his name in the show his fondness for uh, a pet mongoose is a nod to his <laughs> to his character's origin story in the comics which involved uh, i don't know if this is how you treat a snake bite um but in the comics he had a transfusion of mongoose blood to save him from the bite of a cobra <laughs> is that is that moira <laughs> I know you're listening. If someone gets bitten by a snake, do you go, oh, no worries, I'm going to, to give you mongoose blood. I'm going to say it. no. <laughs> uh, and apparently the doctor who gave him the transfusion of mongoose blood was named Emil. That's why the mongoose is named Emil. Aww. That's funny. <laughs> Maynard uh, uh, Tibolt. Um, who Jess, uh, Trish says, sorry, she's going to be interviewing, is a reference to a character in the comics called the Ringmaster, um, oh. who is part of the Circus of Crime. And there was also a version of the Ringmaster in Iron Fist when Colleen was doing her cage fighting. Um, that was uh, another version of the Ringmaster. And He's the last like... one... Oh, sorry? I always thought of him in The Purple Man as being kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, sort of masters of... mesmerism or whatever it would be um uh, actually two last ones so obviously when jessica says heroes die she's probably referring to matt murdoch who she believes is dead and then lastly the movie that they are watching on the roof is uh from 1946 with burt lancaster and ava gardner and it is called the killers and i thought that was quite um cute because it ties in with you know am i a killer am i not um so i just thought that was quite a cute little easter egg for them oh that's funny yeah because like they because they mentioned that like there's obviously a guy who is who is projecting old movies uh mm-hmm. on, onto a building and and they both then they talk about how like oh i'm surprised that he's still able to do this that like the law hasn't come down on him and i was thinking yeah. about it and i was like well 
it, if he's playing public domain movies, then he's probably fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. I, I, that would be so awesome to have someone do that in the neighborhood. You just go and watch old movies. Just, yeah, like, like you could if you wanted to, like, just, like, go outside and project, like, Night of the Living Dead or something on a big wall. And... That would be awesome. So let's talk about some quotes, guys. Uh, favorite quotes of the episode? I've got quite a few because ah. Jessica obviously has some really great lines in this. Well, I already uh, mentioned mine, so. I mentioned a couple of mine, okay. but there's still a few left. Uh, I'll go first then. Um, <laughs> so this is Trish and uh, I can't remember the guy's name at the party. Holy shit! Uh, Patsy doesn't swear. I do. Patsy's kind of mean. <laughs> the end of that was on my list. <laughs> uh, Will, do you want to go next? You know, I forgot that we do quote some. <laughs> well, Mentioned the quote from Malcolm that I really liked, where he said he would take care of Jessica's brother. I thought that was really sweet. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's so sweet. Uh, Tammy Tams. Sure. Um, I like when she's at the, <laughs> at the beginning talking to that lady. Gave her the information, and the lady was so upset, and she just goes, "Rough." I take cash or text. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, "I'm so humiliated." Rough. <laughs> Uh, one that just I agree with with Jessica is when she says smug. I could slap smug. Yep. <laughs> uh, have you guys got any more? I have several. Go go go. Uh, you can say IGH. They're not Voldemort. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. <laughs> that was Trish. Oh, uh, nice. And then later on, uh, what is this crap on Jessica Day? That's next month. <laughs> I was wondering. I'm like, what day is that? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, I have another Jessica one. If a door won't stay closed, build a stronger door. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that that, that comes back around at the end of the episode yep. where she says, where she actually says, no, we got to open yep. the door wider. That's, yeah. yeah. I love so how I have she a Jessica one a little bit in this episode already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I think this episode's written really, I mean, the writing's just, it's great. Uh, I also have a Jessica one, which is, I didn't even know what ergo means, but it sounded right. <laughs> <laughs> and she did use it correctly, so yay. She did, yeah. Uh, I think that's all the ones I have. I only have one yeah. more. Okay. I don't want to be the cause of stupid kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have another one by her, which is... I mean, we have the the really good one, which was in the trailers, which is, I never take no for an answer. How how rapey of you, which is great. Um, but I had another one by Jessica, which is, hey, don't knock meaningless sex. I was like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we already talked great. about the hero would have locked you up for soliciting murder one, so. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, was, that was mine. I quoted it earlier, and so I was like, yeah. that's, that's, that's my favorite. Excellent. So, Let's do some feedback, guys. We have two, and both of them are quite long. Um, does someone want to read Wu's one? We can take it in turns. It's not that long. It's not. The, it's the shorter of the two. Um, yeah, I guess. I'm just okay. trying to get it to where I can see it. There you go. Okay. Oh, that's the shorter of the two? Oh, boy. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right, let me. Hold on, I gotta like fix my screen so I can read. I have to check the other one for spoilers, so I'm gonna do that now while you're reading okay. that one. Dear Defenders podcast, uh, overall, I really enjoyed the opening of this season. Kristen Ritter brought more empathy to her character than ever before, even though she can be as cold and off-putting as off-putting uh, possibly of all the MCU characters. One understands completely why she doesn't want to deal with her stuff because she isn't because this isn't stuff one goes to a psychologist for and she can be a happier person. I love the opening scene with the pizzeria owner and her young, her younger lover. Uh, Also love how the owner assumes that just because these enhanced people can, they should take, they should take dole out justice. They shouldn't probably is what he means. Dole out justice in their own hands. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not sure how I'm reading that sentence. No, I, I, I think I think he was saying that um, he liked that that the that the woman at the pizzeria uh, okay. thought that way, thought that okay. like just because you're superpowered means uh, like just right. be judge, jury, and execution. I was, yeah, I was thinking from, from Jessica's. I'm like, what? what? Um, I related to that scene mainly because it reminds me of my everyday life. People just assume because I have a power wheelchair that life is so much simpler. They aren't there for the doctor's appointments and the constant questioning on my part about women complimenting me or are they just pitying me because of my physical state. I love when Jessica beat up Chang. I almost cheered that, cheered when I saw that. Chang reminds <laughs> me of the, of the sportsmen or jocks I went to school with when I was a teenager. Just because one works out at a gym, it does not mean you are tough. I get what Trish was attempting to do in this episode, however. Pestering Jess is not going to help her. Help, help herself. Life sucking will, will do that for Jess. Um, I cringed when I saw Trish in her Patsy attire. Yes, all, we all did. I, I'm assuming <laughs> this is what failed child stars do to make extra cash if they live in Los Angeles or New York, New York City, and they don't want to record a sex Blu-ray. Oh, <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I loved Carrie Ann Moss in this episode because I think Iron Fist did a good job of showing the audience that Jerry Hogarth has loyalty and affection for some, but she is still a cold-hearted, self-centered advocate. Possibly not the most awful and cold, but she isn't a good person either. The scene with the with the urn and the ashes going all over Jess's office, I was like, I was like. By Odin's beard, poor Jess. <laughs> <laughs> By Odin's beard. <laughs> yeah. No wonder her body is 90% Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> episode rating, 5 out of 5. I'm probably going to watch episode 2 tonight. I don't have Claire's stubbornness and stamina to binge all these episodes. <laughs> Lastly, oh. congratulations to Black Panther, $1 billion. Hashtag Wakanda forever. Talk to you next week, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Wu. Wu. Thanks, Wu. Awesome. Uh, We also have another piece of feedback, which is from a friend of mine who is named Jessica. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Um, And I said, hey, give us some feedback, because she was very... very moved by the first uh, by the season she loves the character of jessica jones and i said hey send us some feedback she sent me an essay so i'm going to go through and pick bits out and then i'm going to post what the you whole thing for. on the facebook group i know <laughs> i know uh but it's uh, it's really cool i'm going to pick a few bits out of it and um and then post the whole thing on the facebook group so people can can read it if they want um but she started off by talking about the scene um the opening scene in the pizza parlor 
and then says, in less than five minutes, the first scene has laid out the problems surrounding sexual politics currently in the spotlight and underlines the duality of feminism and femininity. Women are walking contradictions. Like Persephone, they can be both floral maiden and queen of death, sometimes all at once. The strength of Jessica Jones has always been in the writing, be it in the original Alias comic series by Brian Michael Bendis or the relaunched Jessica Jones comic series written by Bendis again, following discussions with the Netflix series showrunner Melissa Rosenberg. Bendis made Jessica and the supporting cast feel real. He made her massively flawed and therefore compelling. She was a heroine or anti-heroine, depending on your stance, that you could relate to. Her powers were not so outlandish. Her wisecracking and luckless love life rang true. The genius in the casting of a perhaps surprising choice in Kristen Ritter, until her appearance in Breaking Bad, has paid dividends. Ritter understands this character to the very marrow. She clearly relishes playing her, and the supporting cast are an incredible array of competent, strong women in their own right, in their own right outside of the series, who bring equal humanity to the array of characters supporting and associated with, associated with or fighting against Jessica Jones. What could be an annoying voiceover is applied sparsely by Ritter as Jones, and it serves to underline her inner monologue. Uh, and then she talks about some other scenes um, as well, and says. Um, basically as well what you were saying John about uh, the script underlining core issues that dog successful women she -hmm. says Patsy's early career saw her fulfilling the image of male fantasy at the behest of her mother and other interested parties much to Jessica's disgust in an effort to break free of her past and forge a new career away from the drugs and the predatory men of the film and music industry Patsy's career as a radio talk show host may may well be safer and more secure but she feels stifled and pigeonholed. In the scene, the couple that hired Patsy are upset when she refuses to continue to spout more of her greatest teen teen bop hits out at their behest. They would prefer that she doesn't shatter the illusion that she is in fact a real flesh and blood woman. When she refuses and reminds them that they had a deal, she echoes the constant voice of women who have humiliated themselves at the promise of monetary or material gain, only to have the original deal uh, reneged. Patsy gets what she came for, resulting in an argument between the couple who hired her as one of them has put his job at risk without consulting his partner in order to secure a file for Patsy. On receiving the file, Patsy says, don't worry, it'll be our little secret, just like their performance. Echoing statements abusers and survivors highlighted by the Me Too movement made while underlining the duality of the arguments it has raised. But when she swears in front of the children, the shocked couple exclaim, shush, shush, Patsy doesn't swear. Her response is, I do, before her hasty departure reaffirms that she is not her public persona, but a real flesh and blood woman, something that her public, even her staunchest fan group, do not want or expect from her. Um, And then it goes through, it talks about Jessica and Trish and then Jerry as well. But it's really cool. It's got some good points, um, like, uh, and really well written than I could say things stumbling over my words. uh, Articulated, like, some of the points I was making, but like much much more uh, uh, interesting and, and, uh, and, and well spoken way. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I definitely want to address that. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I'll I'll read you the ending as well. It's really cool. And it's, um, it's very long. So I won't read the whole thing here, but I, I really appreciate Jessica writing it. Like, thank you so much. And she's way more articulate than I am. So, (laughs) so thank you, Jess. Uh, But she finishes it with, Um, All of the characters are on a voyage of self-discovery, facing their demons full on in this season without exception. 
The truth is raw and takes them to their own personal hell and back. At the heart of the story is a portrait of female fragility and strength in the face of extreme adversity. This show is not anti-men. It could be argued that the show is feminist in stance and production, but that would be a short-sighted conclusion. Jessica Jones season two, as with season one, proves that women's stories are just as compelling and worthy as exploration as their male counterparts. What the series and this episode makes clear is that there is no need to freeze one gender out in favour of another. The scripting definitely tackles sensitive subject matter without fear and doesn't pull punches whilst doing it, not unlike its eponymous hero. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to post that in the group. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Please do that every week. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Yeah, homework for me. Um, What she's done. Exactly. We can publish it. (laughs) It's a a collection of essays. Right. So now it's time to rate this episode, guys. Um, uh, Elizabeth, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I liked it. I um, I want to see what's going to happen next. I like the um, bringing back the the characters. I'm glad that they have Malcolm there because he helps balance out uh, Jessica's self destruction. But I like the fact that it ends with her going in a direction of <clears throat> excuse me, trying to find out what her past is so that she can move on. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. So I say 8 out of 10 vigilante superheroes. <laughs> cool. Uh, John, what would you give it? Yeah, I I really liked the start of this season, and uh, I'm really looking forward to a tighter focus on on Jessica and uh, and you know the other the other women in this in this cast. Um, I'm really excited to see. Jessica's uh, backstory and her origins and how that that informs, uh, you know, where she is now and and her growth past that point. Uh, So I'm going to give this one nine out of ten pizza pies. (laughs) When your moon hits hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's That's right. Amore. Uh, Will, you are our new co-host, so you can go first. Yeah, I like the episode. I like seeing you know all the characters back. Um, Jessica, Malcolm, Trish, Jerry. Uh, did seem like it did feel like a really long episode, which really isn't good, and seemed like a lot wasn't happening. But just the strength of Jessica and her Jessicaness was enough to make me like the episode. <laughs> um, so I'll give it uh, eight and a half out of ten uh, pet mongoose. Did anybody say that already? <laughs> mongooses, mongooses, mongooses. Tammy Tams. Yeah, I also uh, really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really strong for a first episode. It kind of already told us. It didn't take the whole episode to tell us where all the characters were at. Like, we got to that really quick, I thought, and so we were already able to start the story for the season in this episode, which sometimes mm-hmm. is lacking in um, even some of the past series. So 
I really like that. I love Jessica. She's like my fave. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't know. It just had a really good pacing to it as well. I don't know if it's just because I felt like since they got through things really quickly, it was just like, oh, okay, good. This is like actiony and and there's still that emotional part, but it's not dragging the story down. And so I thought it was, it was done really well. So I give it a nine out of ten tasers of futility. um and i have to say i the more series we go through with this i find it harder and harder to give points to episodes because i'm comparing it to the rest of the series as well Mm -hmm. and it's it's so hard and i also find it harder and harder to pick out particular episodes and go oh that was an awesome episode you know um uh, the, the example like I had is I, I knew it immediately in my favourite episode of season one of of um, Dead of, and actually season one of Jessica Jones, but I find it harder and harder as it goes along. Um, I, I like this episode. I think it's a strong opener. It sets up a lot of stuff later in the season um, that I was kind of watching going, ah, oh, you know, that's cool. And just sets up a lot of the, the themes mostly that we're going to be seeing. Um, I love the wizard. I wish he'd been around for longer. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. Wizard, um, and I think Kristen Ritter is amazing in this episode. Um, she makes me cry, and I think um, that Rachel Taylor. I love her getting to have a bit of fun with the whole uh, Patsy scene, which was great. Um, and Malcolm is just adorable. So I'm going to give it a solid eight and a half out of ten. It's Patsy, it's Patsy, really want to be your friend. Hope this day will never end. It's Patsy, it's Patsy, I really want to be your friend with you. I think that's the word. that this whole time. Yay! Uh, so this I'm gets an average of eight. Right now. <laughs> I, I'm always wearing sparkles, sparkle motion and all that. Um, so this gets uh, 8.6 out of 10 uh, in total. So nice. good opening. Yeah, really cool. That's um, Yeah. Yeah, the well, fingers crossed for the rest of the series that it will it will live up to this. I'm very intrigued to see what you guys think because I already know, obviously. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about next week quickly. So next week is episode two, aka Freak Accident. So again, we're just covering the one episode next week, um, and our very informative Netflix description. We know they're always very informative. Says Jessica sets out to find Doctor Kozlov. And makes a startling discovery. Trish recruits Malcolm for backup as she visits a figure from her past. Ba-ba-bum. Any any uh, predictions, guys? Sounds like Simpson. Trish is going after Will. So. Well, I mean, compared to her current boyfriend, I'd go after Will as well. Oh. And I also mean you, you as well, Will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We should also say we're, we're following our tradition of only having people on the podcast who share names with characters from the show. Because we had Matt and Claire, me, obviously, from uh, Daredevil. Then we had Robin. Robin was in Jessica Jones. We have Tammy, who is Tammy, Tammy Murakami exactly. from, uh, from uh, The Hand. Melanie, obviously, Melanie is Madame Gao's first name. I mean, we all know this. <laughs> this is a fact. And now we have Will, like Will Simpson. So, yeah. yeah. If you want to be a future co-host, just make sure you share a name with a a character. (laughs) 
looking uh, for so Alcums yeah. and Yeah. Yep, yeah, and Jerry's and and Price or Chases. I, I'm predicting yeah. that with a name like Freak Accident, that it that we're gonna get like a a more substantive flashback to the actual accident itself that happened okay. to Jessica. That's what I'm thinking. Substantial flashback to accident. Cool. Maybe that's too on the nose. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Well, they did have a bit of it in this episode, so it would make sense that, that as she's getting more of her memory back, she'll remember more of what happened. Right. Uh, okay, so that is next week. So anyway, um, thank you to our lovely, lovely guests. Um, thanks so much for joining, and again, for moving your schedule around to accommodate recording today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, where can people find uh, you online? I'll go to you first, John. Uh, I am on Twitter, uh, at John Pavlich, uh, and I also have um, a podcast uh, that I've actually kind of been slacking on, but, but you know, health issues, um, <laughs> called Sofa Dogs. Uh, I just recorded an episode uh, commentary for The Truman Show, which I'll be posting uh, nice. later today, so you can look forward to that. Awesome. Cool, cool. And Elizabeth, what about you? I'm still just lurking in the background. (laughs) (laughs) You're lurking like uh, Will Simpson in this episode. (laughs) Yes, putting random comments on your your posts, that's all. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Will, for the first time ever, where can people find you Uh, as a a (laughs) co-host? Just about every... Now you can find me on Twitter at Longclaw with a K-L-O-N-G-K-L-A-W. I'm also doing the Sensate podcast, which will return when the finale returns. Uh, I'm so excited. supposed to be the first half of this year, so I guess we only got about, what, two and a half more months, three and a half more yeah. months. Um, and also doing Spartacast with Matt A. And I guess next year, <laughs> since they're doing another Terminator movie, I'll be resurrecting <laughs> what we make with Matt Humphrey. And Malika. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Tammy Tams, where can people find you? And I'll get you set because it's also where oh. they can find me. <laughs> yeah, so you can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So right now, today, we just recorded episode eight of season 11 of X-Files for Intro to X. Uh, yeah. So we only have two more episodes to go. And I cannot wait till it's over because we then get to go back to watching um, Quantum Leap and Yay. doing our podcast, Calabici Fashion Cast, where we talk about all the fashions of Quantum Leap. And that is such a delight. <laughs> it's it's so it's going to be like a fine wine after, uh, I don't know, drinking <laughs> puddle water yeah. for this season Salty of Exiles. Salty water. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. think Alice Suits alone would be enough to make an entire podcast. Uh, oh, absolutely. That, that, that was where the idea started. But oh, there you yeah. go. That's, that's where the name came from. Of, of uh, I should also say, um, Will sent us some feedback for this week's episode of X-Files, and I love, Will, that you just started it with, why am I still watching this show? <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious. <laughs> we ask ourselves that every time we record. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So uh, now it is time to sign off. Elizabeth and John, you are our uh, guests, so you can do an Excelsior each or take a syllable each or whatever you want. 
We'll Excelsior! Sing it oh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I guys. I was trying to figure out how the one syllable each was going to work, so that's the... I'm glad we took it. Excelsior. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!